Hey guys, welcome to Bag and Boardcast episode number 527. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the Weekend Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list of comic books that we are looking forward to coming out July 5th, 2023. We follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week it's time for the fast food throwdown. We're going to go through all the fast food places and pick our favorite things off the menu. So burgers, fries, drinks. And this is going to be where you're going to get those said items. The best of the best. If you're building your own combo meal, where, where do you go? Mm. Mm. Where do we go? Well, we can't, you know, get an alcoholic drink at those places. So we got to go home to get do that. And while I'm home, uh, John, you, you suggested this. We're not drinking beers this week. No, uh, I thought it would be fun. Uh, it's something that's been really growing are the canned cocktails. Um, and one that we found a brand that we found that Chris could get down there that we could get up here is a brand called Cutwater. So we have Chris and I have four cocktails. Paul has three. Mm-hmm. We all have two that are the same that all the, the, the three of us will be drinking. And then we're going to have variants from there. Uh, but we are starting out with the Palmelo tequila. Paloma. Uh, this is Paloma. I, I was going to call I, it a Paloma. I don't know why you say it that way. I don't know either. Uh, 7% made with real tequila. Um, and that you get one and a half shots of tequila with grapefruit soda in this. Uh, classic cocktail from the mid-century Mexico remains a modern-day favorite. Smooth tequila blends with grapefruit soda for a sweet, sparkling cocktail that makes any day feel like a beach day. Uh, and this is okay. Like, the tequila's there. It's got a little bit of that kind of sharp alcohol to it. I would love it a little more grapefruity. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree. This definitely has a lot more of the tequila taste than I was expecting it to. Um, I This is the first time I've ever had anything like this. I've seen them out at stores or at even breweries. Like A lot of places will have stuff like this available for people that don't want to drink beer if they don't have a full bar available. Like It's just something to give out to people. So... They don't have to drink beer. Uh, this is fine. Seven uh, percent. I. You could have a good time with this. Uh, I don't know. You guys bought singles, right? I did. Paul, did you? I didn't know there was single singles available. Uh, I did message when I I said Premier sells singles. Oh, I didn't. I I bought. Okay. These That's why I thought singles. Paul had singles, because I had to buy uh, four packs. So everything that I have, I have, like, four-pack cans of. Uh, they were all around eleven fifty each. And then, hey, we are celebrating this Fourth of July weekend, so they're already shooting fireworks off down the mm-hmm. street. So you might hear some of that throughout this. Uh, so, hey, happy Fourth of July. But by the time you hear this, it was yesterday. Um, because it's Fourth of July weekend, though, they had these on sale. Buy two, get $2 off. Oh, that's so, not too bad. Nice little deal because I wasn't expecting that. Um, not bad. They were all three ninety nine, and I didn't realize the mai tai is twelve percent, which mm-hmm. I'm surprised that it was still three ninety nine. 
like that it wasn't a, a higher percentage but yeah i um sue's mom just or sue's mom caitlin's mom sue just uh bought a bottle of um polar orange dry mm, that's a good one that, that would be great in this right now um it's very easy to drink though like i made a joke when we we cracked the cans and poured them out that someone had replaced mine with sparkling water because it is a a cocktail. Like I was expecting it to be a little bit more viscous or at least colored. So the fact that it's just literally clear, like mm-hmm. no viscosity at all from maybe a little bit of cling on the glass from that tequila. I, I was very surprised just by the the look of it. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. You know, these are 12-ounce cans, and they say that it's one and a half shots of tequila. See? But th- that can. seems a little weak. My, well, my like cans, mine's just like a regular uh, eight ounce can, and it's only one shot. Oh, we got. I have a twelve ounce. Yeah, I got twelve a twelve ounce can. Hmm. Yeah, mine's just one one shot. One, Interesting. One so you know that's I can understand why that's like seven percent. But if I was to make a, a Paloma, I probably wouldn't have a twelve ounce serving of it you know it'd probably be somewhere around the six ounce you know with the ice and everything and probably do an ounce and a half of tequila and then just top it off with i'm guessing club soda and then some sort of grapefruit syrup grapefruit syrup unless you're doing a really poor man's version of it with like squirt (laughs) i think this is technically the poor man's version of it It was eleven dollars, like, Chris. I don't know, man. <laughs> I I don't hate You're halfway it. to a tequila bottle. I mean, I don't buy tequila. It's not something I like enough mm-hmm. to drink. Mm-hmm. I mean, every now and then, going out having a margarita would be fine. But I thought about buying tequila, but it's one of those things. Like if I did, it would probably just sit in the cupboard because it's not mm-hmm. going to be like whiskey or like rum, or it's just something I'm going to drink or use in cooking or make drinks with. This, uh, when I was at Premiere, I, I finally uh, picked up a bottle of Mezcal for the first time so, because I want to play around with that. So, Well, don't play with bottles, Paul. You could shatter it and hurt your hands. Oh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of cocktail. I got to throw them around. Otherwise, how, how will I be ever become a bartender? Well, I guess that's actually the first step towards doing crazy and stained stunts is just like throwing bottles around. So one day that next day you'll be jumping out of planes on motorcycles. You know, and well, that'll be great because I'll finally be able to ride like, uh, what is it, Expedition Everest? You know, there you go. You know, that's first throw around bottles, work my way up to riding ever Expedition Everest, then jump out planes. You know, just see, I thought you were gonna do it the opposite way. You jump out of planes first, and then you're like, all right, I'm finally ready to go on this roller coaster. There's a continuum. There's a there's a there's a through line. <laughs> but talking about movies. Chris, no movies came out this week. No movies. Uh, the next movie we have coming out for the summer movie blockbuster, Bracket Buster, is going to be Indiana Jones. It just came out yesterday. Uh, we are, again, spoilers recording this July 1st, so we don't have full numbers for it yet. But just July 1st, talk- or as I like to call it, Bobby Benilla Day. I've told you guys the story of Bobby Benilla plenty yeah. of times. Did, did yeah. you? Because I don't, I don't remember. Uh, and that's not an invitation to say it again. Oh, it's I'll, an invitation. Too late. I won't Too late. remember it either. 
<laughs> Too late. Um, I'm going to talk about it. No, so, it, no, back I in 2000. <laughs> Too late. Back, it's a great story. You got to know it. It's a great history. John got up and left. I know, because he, he knows it already. Do like what you, like you guys did last time, which was, like, as soon as I started talking, just both leave. Oh, I can do that. I didn't know that was not for <laughs> Oh, jeez. So, Bobby Vanilla. Back in uh, 2000, Bobby Vanilla was hurt. He's coming back from injury. Uh, the year 2000. Uh, the Mets say, hey, you got $5.9 million left on your contract. Uh, we want to buy you out. Um, because we don't think you're going to play again. They offer him... $5.9 million to buy out his contract, or because uh, they have the scheme, they oh, want to use the money for talking more. about this. Yeah, I just started. They they have a scheme that they want to use this roughly $6 million for um, right then and there. So they offer them, hey, Bobby, we're going to pay you out your contract with 8% interest. So in 2011, we're going to start paying you, on July 1st, $1.19 million from 2011 to 2035. Basically, you're going to get over $20 million instead of $6 million. So every July 1st, uh, the Mets pay Bobby Benilla $1.19 million. The reason why the Mets did not want to pay him out for $5.9 million in the year 2000 was this guy was going around New York. His name was Bernie. And he was offering people, hey, Invest a bunch of money with me, and I promise I'll make you between like 15, 20 percent interest back. So the Mets were like, "Yeah, we'll pay Bobby eight percent, and we'll be making money on top of money." Unfortunately, the last name of uh, the guy, Bernie, as you can probably guess, was Madoff. Was Bernie Madoff? The Mets invested with Bernie Madoff. So and he made off with all their money. <laughs> they did, and now and they're still on the hook to pay Bobby Benilla. $1.19 million every July 1st till 2035. So great. Well, I can't I love wait this holiday. 2024 where you bring this up again, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's, it's one of the best holidays. It is It is the holiday of financial responsibility and compound interest. It's great. <laughs> Anyways, Indiana Jones, uh, not trending to do great. Currently, numbers are sitting at 24 million after its first day. We don't have the numbers for Saturday because that's today or Sunday because that's tomorrow. But we'll see, we'll see how this uh, goes. Friend of, super friend of the show, Janet, saw it, and she really dug it. So, the um, One of the podcasts that I listen to, and I'm on one of their, um, their threads, um, they're pretty, like... It's a, like a movie podcast, so they're very hoity-toity. They're a little pompous about stuff. So one person was like, hey, I just saw this. What does everybody think? And I was expecting people to annihilate it. And everybody was like, had a lot of fun. Really liked it. It's not as good as the original, you know, like the original three. This is the fourth best Indiana Jones movie, blah, blah, blah. And I was like surprised how... Um, everybody <laughs> really liked it. That I was like, all right, if these people who just love to throw shit on stuff actually liked it and weren't aren't on here just to bash it like they are with most stuff, I bet this is actually pretty good. So uh, I don't know if you guys had a chance to check out this other podcast. It's called Parks and Rec. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they just did a episode recently about the Indiana Jones theme bar that's opened up at Hollywood Studios over at Walt Disney World. Uh, and during that, it came out that one of the hosts' girlfriends hasn't really seen any of the Indiana Jones movies. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was talking to her the other day about possibly seeing this new one, but in the lead up, watching the original ones because she thinks the only one that she's seen is uh it's crystal skull te- no <laughs> uh, temple of doom are you okay. going to go in the in that order are you going to temple of doom um raiders, I, i'm going last crusade i'm going release order so raiders temple and then i'm going to have to be like oh it's actually a prequel like here we go like i don't think it impacts too much of it um but i don't think it- yeah. Last Crusade is the one that I'm actually most looking forward to watching again because it's just such a fun movie. Like, I think that's – if I had to pick out of all the movies that I know and love a perfect movie, I think it would be that one. Like, I think it's the best Indiana Jones movie, and I think it's just one of the best like Steven Spielberg movies, one of the best like George Lucas movies. Like, it's It's got everything. I, I love that. I'm, I'm lighting up just thinking about it. I like Raiders uh, more. Interesting. I think Last Crusade comes off a little too jokey in parts, and then some of the scenes just between Harrison Ford and um, Sean Connery feel like they're it's slamming out the brakes, and like nothing really, like it's just the tension there, but nothing gets really resolved until the end. But nothing's really their relationship doesn't change at the end. No, he's got he has more. Respect he does. For it's a little yeah. bit more respect for his dad, but you know. But he's still in his. I thought I lost you, boy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Indiana. And when he let it go. Yeah. And that was that was his entire life was finding that grail, and he didn't get any time with it. But you know what meant more to him that he finally realized his boy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There is a growth there. I was just thinking at the end scene where he's just making fun of him for, you know, naming himself after the dog. Yeah. Uh, I have my Indiana Jones Lego sets over here, which I love. I got Raiders and I got uh, Last Crusade. And uh, one of my favorite parts, I don't know why it's always stuck with me, is after uh, Henry Jones Sr. has and chased all the birds up and he's like, I finally remember I remembered my Charlemagne and he does this whole thing. And I told Grayson that, oh, I love this scene. So every once in a while, my son just goes, I remember my Charlemagne. Like he tries to do the Sean Connery voice. He does that. It's really cute. That's nice. He just wants to make you happy. What a wonderful thing. Yeah, he does. (laughs) Just have the reason to have a kid. Also, you find out where Indiana Jones really got his hat from. In that yeah. movie. Not the Rocketeer. And his scar. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, so we'll have those numbers next week on 528 for Summer Movie Blockbuster Bracket Buster. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, Stitcher, the podcast app, will be closing down at the end of this month, July, uh, with all podcasts moving over to parent company Sirius XM's Serious app. Kind of surprising. Like they said, Stitcher is still going to be operating as like a podcast distribution, like company and studio. But 
they're just kind of folding everything into one umbrella, which I guess makes sense, but I, it seems like the Sirius app is something you have to pay for, so they're probably going to have to release an update or a new version of the app that everyone can just download and have access to podcasts on, because everything else on Sirius is pretty much the subscription fee just to listen to the different channels, right? Uh, yeah, I did see they told people that anything they had purchased on there or there's there's stuff that they can download it to computer or download it to their phones so they can still have it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Stitcher has a lot of as a platform has the ability for podcasters to put out like Stitcher Premium episodes where everybody can listen to Stitcher, but if you're a subscriber through premium, you get extra content. Um, we're on Stitcher. We don't do any kind of premium episodes. Uh, dear listener, you don't have to worry because apparently everything is just going to be moving over to this other app, so you'll still be able to get us over there once things do change over. We don't have to do anything, apparently, because I Googled it just to make sure I didn't have to like change any kind of like RSS feeds or anything at all, but no. So, they actually – so are they still going to be uh, producing, like, things through their Earwolf and Witness docs, like, networks? Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's still – basically, the only thing that's changing is instead of the Stitcher app, everything's going to be funneled into the SiriusXM app. And we started our podcast in 2009, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So we're one year older than Stitcher. Yeah, suck it, Stitcher. We're still going. <laughs> They, yeah, they what, lasted like, 14 years. <laughs> next next week is our. Uh... It was like last week or this week. Like I think episode four was near Fourth of July, or episode three was near. 4th okay, of July. yeah. So we're no? we're because no, John, you you always share it because you get it in your memories. Like I think it was yeah. the eighth was the day that like we recorded. Really, July eighth. Yeah. Wow, I thought we were. I just had a thing pop up where we had a cake. So. It's a fuzzy timeline for uh, for the the Bagden Board Boys. Sometime around now. Yeah. Thirteen years ago, we started. Thirteen yeah. years ago. Thirteen years. Yikes! That means <laughs> a lot. Scott, a lot of Scott's, drinking. Scott's kid is is uh, gonna be thirteen this winter. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Crazy. Yeah, a lot of a lot of drinking, a lot of comic books, a lot of movies. Some of them new, some of them reboots, some of them getting rebooted again. Because John, you submitted to the table the casting announcement. Yeah, uh, so we have uh, two actors who have been cast for uh, Superman Legacy. Um, we have David Corn uh, Cornsweet Cornsweet. Corn Sweat. Uh, who will be playing uh, Superman Clark Kent and Rachel Bronson uh, as Lois Lane. So I know. Uh, no, wait, wait, Paul. <laughs> I, I, I give it to you before I speak. No, it's okay. You can no, say it. Paul, Paul you, you say it. Uh, when John posted this, I went, who day? Yeah. Huh. And, it's and like John the cast said, are from. I don't know them from anything. <laughs> But John, you sent a a little clip from something. I don't remember what it was from. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I think I. I think I sent that on Instagram to you guys. Um, just a clip of a scene that this actor was in. Um, everybody is comparing his looks. There's pictures, side by side pictures of him and um, Henry Cavill. Like he looks like a he, he could be his younger brother. So it's like, oh, you just downsized. <laughs> you just downsized taking a, a younger uh, a younger actor for uh, for Superman. But um, the the scene you sent over, whatever was from, I don't I don't know. Uh, he had really good like down home like Clark Kent like vibes. So I support it. Yeah, and. James Gunn seems to find the right people for the right roles. And I, you know, if James Gunn thinks this guy is going to be it, and I think he wants kind of a, a more brighter Christopher Reeve esque Superman. Uh, he's got a, he's got a decent look for it. And in that acting scene, like you said, he's got that kind of down home, like a hopefulness that I don't think we've seen. Here, my cocktail. Yeah. I opened up the Mai Tai. I opened up the Mai Tai, too. Paul, have you opened up the Mai Tai? Yeah, not yet. But I will soon. Oh, he's got to talk about people getting money again. Yeah. Before he gets into it. Um, Another thing that uh, happened this week is um, the passing of the great Alan Arkin. Um, Oscar award-winning actor. uh, Passed away at 89 um, there's no movie that you you have to have seen a movie that this man's been in because he's been in just about everything. Um, 110 movies. He really kicked off in the later years with his thing. Um, he was in uh, Chris's his favorite <laughs> Chris's favorite Disney remake, uh, Dumbo. He's in that. Uh, I he's didn't in, watch that movie. He's in Paul's favorite movie, The Rocketeer. Uh, he was hit a the t- he was the tour guide in uh, the Muppets. I just recently watched him. That's right, he I, was in that. Like when they're going to, like the Muppet Studios with uh, yeah, he's, he does the like old, like, I feel bad, but yeah, he was like the old tour guy. Is like yes, in Muppet Studios, here we are. With the uh, like the newest one with Jason Siegel or yeah, okay, yeah. When they're trying, they get the the, the Muppets back together. That's, I've um, seen it once. I, I right what, uh, Paul doesn't what? like the Muppets, though. So I just don't remember. Uh, Gross Point Blank with uh, John Cusack uh, is one of those movies that I can just put on any time, and it makes me feel good. Uh, he's in that. I've only seen it once. I liked it. It has a really good soundtrack because it has, like, the specials and, like, a lot of, like, detail. Yeah. 80 Scott on it. So. Yeah, it's all uh, John Cusack's favorite music. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's been in just everything. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, he's great in that. Um, which which is, Glenn did he play? <sighs> I'm going to get that drink. So while Paul's getting up to get it, um, you and I have both already cracked this, so we can start to do the legwork and set the table, because this is the Tiki Rum Mai Tai from Cutwater, uh, 12.5%, so definitely a big jump up from the 7% Paloma. Uh, Mai Tai made with Cutwater Bali High Rum, 
cut water, barrel-aged rum, and natural flavors. Then it does say on the side that the natural flavors are pineapple and coconut. Uh, my can has two shots. Uh, my can rum. has two shots. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, this this isn't as good as if you make your own mai tais. This is what I was worried about because I I don't make, is, well, I don't buy tequila. I already said and that. It. And that's where Paul is going to have a thing about this. Yes. Why wouldn't you just make it? Because Paul is a Mr. Cocktail guy. That's how, when I bought, spoilers for what I'm going to be drinking next or at the end, I I bought the spicy Bloody Mary one. Because I was like, okay, it's something different from what else we're going to be drinking. But when I was putting it into my cart, I was like, I make Bloody Marys at home all the time. Like, I love tomato juice. I just drink it as it is. So, I could make a Bloody Mary, and my concern is what I get out of that can's not going to be as good as just what I have laying around it at, in my apartment. Uh, I love, I really love cocktails. Uh, a lot of times when we go out to dinner and stuff, and I, it's an, I know it's a good cocktail place. I get cocktails. I cannot mix a drink like worth a damn. I just, I try. I follow the ingredients. My cocktails never come out great. Paul makes great cocktails. He really he really makes really good cocktails. I enjoy going over to his house because he goes, what can I make you? And I go, I don't know, Paul. What do you want to make? And Paul goes, eh, you know, I've always wanted to make this. And I go, OK, make it for me. And he does. And I'm always like, yeah, it's really good. Um, it's got and, a good, uh, it's like it smells like a Mai Tai. Like it's got that nice like rum that like that limey to it, but yeah. it tastes like if you had gone somewhere, like maybe a, a good cocktail bar ordered a Mai Tai and then all of the ice in your drink melted. And then you remembered like an hour later, like, Oh wait, that's right. I had a Mai Tai and you go back to it. Cause it's very thin, like almost watered down. Like I'm glad I didn't add ice to this. I'm just, I poured See, it. In I, I think mine's a little syrupy. Like you get that coconut, you get that pineapple. You get that little bit of rum to it. Paul can be the type because I think those flavors are there, but it's just not as strong or as pronounced as I would like it to be. Like it just seems like this is definitely I would I would agree. And I when I first started this, it is definitely a toned down version of the cocktail. But I think it's I I for twelve percent it drinks. It it does drink really easy. It's not bad. Like if I went to someone's like party and like they had this on their patio in the cooler. Like I wouldn't be mad that I picked the can out of there. Like it's, it's fine. And I mean, 1150 for a four pack can. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, technically I, I got like a dollar off. So like 1050 for four pack can of this, like I, this is okay. Cause it's still cheaper than me going somewhere and getting a Mai Tai. Cause again, I have to pay that theme park premium anywhere I go around yeah. here. So I guess. And this would be, and the same thing with the the drink we had the first time around, like I could add a couple things to that drink and make it sing. Like I said, orange dry from um from polar would have been great in that cocktail. This you could add a little you could spike this up and for just the yeah. base drink for twelve percent, you add a little of this, a little of that, and you could make it make it sing especially at 12 like 12 and a was it 12 and a half percent yeah it's got enough alcohol there for you it has the alcohol but 
the rum flavors aren't the thing that's singing. It's the coconut. The coconut comes through. This is, doesn't feel like a – if I was someplace and ordered a Mai Tai and I was delivered this, I, I would be like, no. But it is labeled as a tiki rum Mai Tai. I don't get the tiki rum because tiki – like a Mai Tai is usually made with two or th- – it's a split shot rum drink where you're using two or three different rums. This has two rums in it, though. Two different rums? Yes. yes. Okay. Got a barrel aged and a gold. Okay. So yeah, so at least they're doing that. They're doing that right. But like sometimes you get a dark rum floater on top. You get a 151 on top, a, a navel strength. But you definitely, I don't know. I think of like a Jamaican rum, something with a like a banana, like a funky, dark rich flavor from the from the um, rum, and that's being played off with that very bright uh, lime. And that's why I really like a really good, you know, strong lime uh, Mai Tai, because I wanted to play off of the funkiness of the rums and the darkness of the rums. And this is all just coconut. Would that sell to the masses? I don't know. But I mean, I think if you're doing a like a like a thinned out version, like it's like it's you're not getting an actual like cocktail of this. I feel like it's a. Like a malt beverage version of it. Yeah, because what it's is like a, it's like the tilt, like mm-hmm. yeah. or I, like the Mountain Dew. Like I don't, I don't disagree. I don't know. I just I feel like when I'm buying something like this in a can, this is kind of exactly what I expected these to be. Like it's a I don't want to say lesser version, but like it's a toned down version of those cocktails that you would get from. But this isn't even like this isn't a Mai Tai. It just isn't. It's a tiki punch. It's it's pineapple and coconut. This is a watered down pina colada. And I'm very sad by it because I don't like pina coladas. And pina coladas are not a tiki drink. But this yeah, I, well, don't I mean like, if you this this is a Mai Tai though. Like it says on the back, like they have those flavors in there. So it's just not how it's jumping out. Like they're their mix might be off, but like it has basically the ingredients that would make it a, a Mai Tai or like a tiki drink. It's just a lesser version of it. You show me anywhere, any spec, any any recipe for a Mai Tai that includes pineapple and, and, and coconut other than this. This one. And I'll, I'll be like, OK, cool. I guess it is a Mai Tai because, you know, I know enough to know that I don't know enough. You know what I mean? Like, I know my three or four or five different versions of Mai Tai's recipes that I've seen out there, or specs that I've seen out there. And I know the Mai Tai that I've built, you know, at home that I enjoy, um, which is a blend of two or three different Mai Tai's recipes. Um, but none of the ones that I've come across include pineapple and coconut. Okay, but if you make a Mai Tai and then put pineapple and coconut in it, is it still a Mai Tai? It's, no, it's a different drink. Oh, no, it's a Mai Tai with, with pineapple and coconut. No, it's a different drink at that point. You've cha- you fundamentally changed the drink because now – because the – because the – what you, the balance that you're creating between this strong, sweet, sour, and weak has changed. Because when you build a cocktail, you have the – like, that's the classic thing. Either it's like, you know um, – one is sour, two is sweet, uh, or I forget the rhyme. 
there's a I rhyme mean, that goes with it's, it. It's okay. Like I don't want to like get hung up on this, but it's the is a hot dog a sandwich? So a mai tai has lime, orange liqueur, like it's a lime and orange with your rums. Mm-hmm. So there isn't any pineapple or coconut that should be in. And I can forgive it because I thought this was like I thought it said tiki punch mai tai. It says tiki rum mai tai on it. But I bought it thinking it was going to be a Mai Tai, and now I'm, I have a Pina Colada. And I wouldn't say it is as far as a Pina Colada, because I'm not a Pina Colada fan, and I don't mind so, the coconut in this. I, I, I literally just Googled pineapple Mai Tai, and a Hawaiian Mai Tai does have light and dark rum, orange liqueur, fresh lime juice, both pineapple and orange juice, and then like an origat syrup. Yeah, or it's, it's just it's like the, it's the recipe that you're using to make it like. So it might not be like a strict Mai Tai, yeah. but. Yeah, yeah. And that's I'm, I'm I'm forgiving it because of that, because, you know, I should have paid more attention to the tiki rum. I see it says tiki rum. And so, so it's a, there, a can Paul, Paul, separate, separate line. It's a tiki rum. Yeah. So it's a rum. Similar to tiki drinks. Mai Tai. And I, what's a gold rum? It's like a. It's like a vodka soda. It's yeah. vodka and a soda. Like if I read the back of the box and then saw that this was pineapple and coconut, I probably would have left it on the shelf and picked up something different. Like much the same re- reason why I didn't want to spend the eleven fifty on the Bloody Mary because I'm like, I make. There's no way the can, and I'm excited yeah. if Chris gets to it. I'm excited to hear his thoughts on the Bloody Mary. Um, that's we, we talked about that when you were getting yours. I'm I'm, I'm apprehensive. Of it. Yeah, I'm angry. I'm happy that I've, I'm experiencing it, but I I can make it better. I can make a mai tai that I will enjoy so much more than this drink. And when At you stepped away, rate, when you stepped away, I said, "This is Paul Paul's big," and I'm not going to say not this. Not that you're going to stand up on your soapbox and say this, but you are going to say, I can make a better one of these. Yeah. And you, Paul, you could. You are a, a cocktail. I don't want to say I could make a better one. I can make one that I know I will enjoy more. Yeah. And to an- answer your me. question, Paul, mm-hmm. gold rum is one of the four types of rum because there's light, gold, black, and spiced. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> There's pot stilled. There's um, wow, what is it? Um, there's pot stilled. There's Jamaican. There's dark. All dark rum is is a, like a color additive. There's no way to actually create rum. It's that it's dark other than adding uh color. So for the the gold rum or amber rum, they say it's just aged less time in barrels. Okay. Sure. I don't know. Paul, you're asking questions. I'm giving I you know. the answers. Like, whoa, that's not a thing. Like, it's the, the answers are out there. But I have to say, I'm almost done with this. It's, no, it's <laughs> there good. Twelve point five percent. I would add. There's naval. There's naval strength. Rum. I would um, add some like cherry to this. Like, if I had like maraschino cherries, I would put mm-hmm. a little of the juice in that. Yeah. And maybe like a shot of uh, amaretto, and I think I'd be super happy with. 
drinking this. I do have Luxardo cherry liqueur. I could put a shot of that in here or a bar spoon. I'd probably just do a bar spoon. Yeah. Do I want to do that though? <laughs> are you going to, are you going to finish this? Yeah, because I poured it and it's, it's not horrible. It's, it's a good, it is the drink. What the drink of it is fine. It's decent. My only real what I'm brushing up against is it's calling itself a mind eye. Uh, and I would agree this. Uh, and like Chris said, because I looked it up to like a Hawaiian Mai Tai has those pineapple and coconut stuff to it. Because I looked up the same thing and like there's a, a tiki version of the Mai Tai, even though the Mai Tai is a tiki drink. The tiki, there's a tiki version of this or Hawaiian mm. that adds the pineapple and. Okay. And and coconut to it, so it's like it is a version of that. When I saw Mai Tai, I thought, yeah, Mai Tai, because I love a Mai Tai. You're thinking of what was developed, you know, during the tiki craze, you know, down to the beach, Comerco, uh, the fight between what a jet cooler is versus a Mai Tai, and but I the history of the drink. I've had I didn't realize there was a tiki Mai Tai or Hawaiian you know, Mai Tai out there. Um, there's stuff that I don't know. I believe when I made we one of Caitlin's birthday at some point, my dad, I said, uh, my dad asked, uh, what do you guys want to do? It's like, oh, it'd be fun to make some cocktails. Mm-hmm. And he brought over his blender and he made my ties with pineapple juice. So. That's why, like, when I had it, I wasn't. Oh, yeah. Pineapple, pineapple goes in there. So wherever he had gotten the recipe, he, the w- recipe he had had, he had had made it with pineapple juice. Anywho. Let's get into the list, guys. And these yes. are the books that we are looking forward to coming out July 5th. Chris. What are you looking forward to? Uh, this is a very weak week for me. Uh, the only books I have on my pull list coming out are Daredevil and No One, which are just ongoing books that I read. So it's hard to just talk about those as, without just saying, oh, these are books that I read and I'm buying them. Uh, so I am adding to my pull list Night Terror's First Blood, number one, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Howard Porter. And this is kind of like the precursor or kickoff to the Night Terrors event that's going to be going through. Every single DC comic book for at least the next two months, uh, which is going to be my uh, purge point for a lot of books because I don't like when they do this kind of stuff. And it makes me realize, like, oh, I don't need to read this book because obviously they're just shuffling stuff into it. So the story doesn't matter. Um, I'm I'm just going to read the... uh, solicitation from this because I really don't have a lot of info about this on myself because again I probably won't be buying any of my monthly books during this time because I don't care about the crossover but it is what it is Uh, but the solicitation says when Batman Superman and Wonder Woman find the body of one of their earliest enemies inside the Hall of Justice their investigation takes them to the land of the living beyond the land of the dead and directly to a new villain called Insomnia who uses powers to engulf every single hero and villain into their own dark and twisted nightmares the only way to save the world is to call the help of an unlikely hero. Dead man. 
I it's five ninety nine for the special forty eight page book. I'm not overly enthused about it. I don't foresee this kicking whatever book I have on the docket for look back off of the docket, but you know, it could be surprised. Oh no, I have World's Finest Teen Titans on for uh, my July look back book. No, that's not that's gonna stay on there. <laughs> wow. I I, I, oh, just sorry, did, I I looked at a couple of these too. Like I looked at Joshua Williams is writing the Batman one, and then there's, there's a Ravager book coming. A Ravager like, I'm like, oh, Ravager, too. cool. But like, I don't want to. And I clicked on that, and I was like, uh, doesn't matter. I, I read the solicitation. I was like, I didn't even know she was part of uh, Stormwatch. Like, so it's like, um, is that in the Stormwatch book Paul's making us? No, wait, are you? Is it Stormwatch for trading policy, or is it Authority? I have down there. Okay, it's, I can't remember. What it was. It's Stormwatch Volume One. Okay. I worked on the trade uh, the trade from 2012 collecting issues 96 90 oh that doesn't make any sense <laughs> it's like a <laughs> two, issues, two issue trade two issues yeah. and it's 1799 <laughs> yeah that was more than that so Chris you're telling you me it's more than all that? you're so, telling me a shrimp fried this rice <laughs> so Chris you're saying that uh, all of DC has been X factored for you because you were reading DC. That's your cutoff point. And then you're like, oh, it's going into a crossover again. And then you're going to jump back on to be like, hey, guys, this is when DC Universe gets good again. Um, Quite possibly. And I'm stand by that because I don't know if you guys have picked up Shazam number two. Uh, but Shazam number two ends with the cliffhangers like, oh, continued in Night Terrors. Black Adam is like... Is it going to be continued, or is it just like that's the next Shazam book coming out, yeah. and eventually we're going to get back to this story, which is Billy like losing his powers and becoming a dick, like in Shazam number three, I don't or four or five, whatever it works out being. So po- possibly, Paul, is this what it feels like to be you? Yeah, because I don't know. Actually, I really don't know. Because you guys don't like, experience. We've talked about it before. You guys don't experience night terrors like I do. So. Because you guys have never been woken up because your partner is telling you that you're yelling while sleeping. So. No, I've been woken up because I've been humping while sleeping. <laughs> I, I wake so up because there's cats scratching on the bedroom door to get in. Um, but yeah, that's it. You've never. I wake up, up now to uh, crying baby. Is that a thing? That's yeah. That's. That's just poor life. That's a nightmare. Night yes. <laughs> that's the reason why I wake up screaming, thinking that I have that going on. Uh, so night terrors, huh? He's got a, you guys got a little shot to lose his uh, chocolate starfish there. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> why would he do? All Cause, right. Because I'm Where? playing with a cat. He, uh, he turned around and I was like, hey, <laughs> sign up for his OnlyFans. Playing with a cat. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what, uh, what book are you buying? Uh, I am buying Weird Work number one. This has art by legendary British artist uh, Shaky Kane, um, known for uh, the Bulletproof Coffin book. Um, the writer, Jordan Thomas. Are you sure this sounds like a jazz man, Shaky Kane? I know, right? Um. But this is going to be uh, a detective story that goes through the seedy streets of Stellar City, a hard-boiled noir 
LA uh, of a LA confidential mixed with bright alien filled worlds of Futurama in a crime epic. Um, this book looks kind of colorful, fun, poppy. I love crime noir. I think it's fun when you kind of play with that. So having it be kind of bright, poppy, uh, alien crime noir, um, who knows if it can work. I wasn't sure that a uh, anamorphic animal crime noir would work. And boy, do I love Black Sad. So uh, maybe this will be something fun. Um, uh-huh. And they got Mike Allred to do uh, to do a cover. Jeff Darrow uh, did a cover and... That's beautiful. Yeah. But just to throw it back quick, because you said Black Sad. I haven't picked up that second volume of that last Black Sad one we read yet, because I haven't seen it at my comic book store. I haven't so I seen think it I, either. I think I'm actually going to need to like, order that online somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hoping, uh, I'm hoping this is good. I kind of like the poppy colors um, with this crime noir. It might be really cool. Paul. Hey, that's me. You got a book? Yeah, I got a book. I'm uh, I'm getting a book that's a reprint or a first to print because this was a, as John, you told me, was originally a Comixology exclusive, digital only. Now I'm going to buy it digitally on Comixology, but you guys can buy it in print. And this is uh from Scott Snyder and Tula Lote. Uh, Barnstormers number one. This is a uh, you guys know I'm kind of in a Rocketeer era for some reason. I don't know why. Well, that's why we had really. to talk you down off the ledge when you heard that uh, Alan Arkin died. I know. I'm like, how will I ever be able well, to learn how to pilot well, a rocket jetpack without Paul's him? first response was, "Who dis?" <laughs> I didn't say that on that one. <laughs> who dat? It's not who dis. It's who day or who this or who them. Who that? My, my apologies. <laughs> I accept your apology. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I think my from, number one from after we finished this, my tie on, uh, we're just going to be silly giggle boys. Chris, Chris is picking up cats and showing starfish. It's going to be a weird one. We're talking drive-through food, so yes, was that ever going to be that serious? It's never that serious here. You're just hanging out with friends, and hopefully, you guys aren't driving and are at home listening to us drinking along with All us. Right. But if you, know? you are driving, you want to pull over and get some cut water, and then just go through a bunch of drive-throughs. Like, hey, boy, we're in this together, Thelma and Louise style. Drive off that cliff. <laughs> Uh, Chris, you're speaking. You're not this speaking for fake, the rest guys. of the uh, Bagnum Board cast LLC. Bagnum Board does not approve or encourage this type of behavior. <laughs> but uh, Firestormers, uh, 1918, a uh, guy that uh, was an ace pilot for the war comes back and is now doing circus flights and uh, is hanging out with Helena, who is also an ace pilot. And she she becomes his wing 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 walker. So you know, Carney kind of uh, aircraft stunts, much like in the start of the Rocketeer, uh, and it's a it's a romance slash murder mystery. Uh, so I'm excited for this. Five bucks though, uh, but if the cover is 
art is anything like the interior art, I think it's well worth the price. So Yeah, that cover's absolutely gorgeous. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. I don't think uh, I could be excited for anything more than that. Well like what oh, else would, could I ever be excited for? Would you be excited for a dramatic reading though? I would be actually. And now the Magnum Broadcast presents a dramatic reading from the Rocketeer, The Great Race, number two, page seven, panel two. The Bulldog Cafe. <sighs> Usual, please, Millie. Coming right up. Anything for you, Betty? Just a coffee. Thanks, Millie. And that was a dramatic reading from The Rocketeer, The Great Race, number two. Uh, Chris, we're going to do our vodka ones next. Let's do those vodkas, because I actually just got up to get my glass for it. Because I have a different one from what you have. Yeah, I'm going to go grab mine. I didn't grab this because it looked like a vodka seltzer, and I'm like, I don't want to spend that money on a vodka seltzer. And I was picking up other bottles. Like, it was almost like a $200 bill by the time I got on. I did pick up four bottles. Okay. Cause you I know, got, four bottles plus the three, four packs. It was I 190 got, bucks by the time I left. I got these four, four packs. And then I also bought two, four packs of beer because I got a, um, I can't remember the brewery that does it. Pontoon Brewing. I got the uh, Fusion Smiggles for Yanni because she's had a couple of the Smiggles beers and she really likes those. And the Fusion one is, it's like mixed berries with vanilla and graham cracker so i was like okay that sounds good and she likes the other one so that'd probably be good for her and then i got a four pack of sours from um in springs i got their bears gone crazy or bears gone wild it's like a berry honey sour and then uh they had someone there doing a sample tasting of uh, bourbons and flavored whiskeys and I got their pumpkin pie flavored one because mm-hmm. it was really good. And I think it's going to be great for just putting in coffee on those, you know, those days off where you yeah. sleep in and you're like, well, it's 12 o'clock and I still want coffee. Like, just put a shot of that in there. Um, and mine was only like 120. <laughs> like, that's... I bought the three, four packs, the um, and also my four packs are 12 ounces instead of eight. So probably I don't know how much they were. Um I bought the bottle of mezcal, the bottle, a bottle of tequila, bottle of um, bullet rye and Rittenhouse rye. Okay. Um, so because uh, one of the people I work with, they're like, oh, bullet rye, bullet rye is the best, bullet rye is the best. And if you follow me on Instagram, you saw I did some drink science last night. I did. Trying to figure uh, up some my taste tests. Yeah. I uh, made up the two drinks and then had Kate mix them, uh, mix them up. So I didn't know which one was which. She did it, and uh, I did a blind taste test to see which, which one, one was, I enjoyed more. Which one, which one did you like more? Uh, I actually enjoyed the bullet more. Really? Rittenhouse I mean, comes I've off heard with from a, you that other people are saying, like, the bullet rye is the one you get. So. Yeah. But uh, Rittenhouse uh, rye comes off with big oak, really okay. big oak flavors. Uh, the bullet comes through with more caramel. And it's a lighter flavor overall, and it played more. It played better with uh, the flavors that I put in my old fashioned. 
as the drink sat, because, you know, I'm drinking two drinks at that point with the ice. Rittenhouse does hold up better to the ice to the ice than the bullet. I'm a big Cesarac rye fan. Mm. Uh, that was probably my first rye uh, that I had. And I think I think I brought that over. I think that might have been the first time that you had a rye that you were like, oh, I I could just drink this. Yeah. On the rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've my I have a, a 10 year old whistle pig rye that I've mm. just been nursing on. That's like, mm, this is just too good. The reason I go with Ridden House, it's it's bottled and bond, so it's a hundred proof. Um, it stands up nice to ice, and also it's twenty five bucks for a bottle. And it's I'm putting bad. in a mix. And I'm putting in a mixed drinks. The yeah. bullet that I bought was like thirty five. So yeah, I was gonna say it's probably like thirty five. But then again, like I like having my standard bottle for drinks, and then having that like premium bottle for like when people come over and I'm like, you know, showing off. Like when you come over and you're like, hey, Paul, make, if you, Paul, uh, make me something. And I'm like, oh, I, what do you want me to make? And I'm like, you're like, I don't care. And I'm like, all right, let's try this. Let's yeah. grab a book. Let's grab the book and try, try something. And then I'll hey, grab those like more premium bots. Uh, uh, aviator. Mm-hmm. Like who knew I was going to aviation. aviation. Is mm-hmm. it? Are you sure it's not an aviator? Because we were we were calling aviator it aviator is the gin. No, aviation is drink. Aviation is the gin. Yes. Aviator, I think, is the cocktail. No. Aviation, av- aviation gin, right? From Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Is it okay? Then I'm backwards. Yeah. It's one or the other. Because we were calling it an aviation, and then I think it was Greg asked, and then you looked it up because you were making it for me, and you were like, mm-hmm. "Oh no, it's an aviator." It's Aviation Gin is the name of the name brand. Aviator yeah. Drink is it's Aviation is the cocktail. And I do not I don't have that cream de violent uh pilot, so I skipped that. Mm. But that would have but because that makes it look like a sky blue, so that's why it's oh. called that. So but I don't have the cream de violet. But uh, well, you, I mean, you could just use the uh, the sapphire gin because that one's blue. So mm, yeah. But I do have a um a, a syrup now because Kate really likes it. Uh, lavender lavender syrup. <laughs> Caitlin's got some special gin that's like colored purple. I think it's got something in it. So. So, do you guys remember, like, the grandma candies that were called violets? Like, they came in, like, mm-hmm. the, the square, oh, yeah. like, foil, too. I used to love those things, and I don't know if they exist anymore. Yeah, you got to find, a, like, a penny store. Like, if you came up here and went to East Aurora, yeah, Biddlers yeah. would have Okay. Because it's been, like, Or you just got to find an 80-year-old and ask her to look at the bottom of her purse. Oh, well. She's going to find a dramatic reading. And no, 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 no. We um, already did that. Did but, I ever tell you guys the story about Kate used to, you know, when we were living at the apartment? You guys know the apartment. Kate used to go for yeah. walks there. And there was an old lady that would also walk. And she would give Kate the old strawberry, you know, the strawberry oh, yeah. hard candies. Like that the, had like the, the gel inside. Gel inside. Yeah. <laughs> Every time she saw her, she's like, oh, sweetie, you're out here. Have one. And I'm like, she would come home with them. And I'm like. Kate, 
what, what, why are we, and she explains the story. I, if I ever saw those somewhere, I would probably buy them because they're so good. But I, I think it's just That's something you that you're old pops up. Like you just get them. Like they just appear like the bowl is self-filling. Yeah. And then they have like the ones that look like the, cause it, it looks like a strawberry on the wrapper, but they have the pineapple and they have like the other flavors too. Oh, I haven't had, I, I've never sure, seen yeah. those. I think you get them yeah. delivered to you in a box when you get your AARP card. Mm. Sure. I think it's, that's how you get that candy. It's, it's an AARP benefit. Interesting. So John took a sip and John, I just want to start this off by saying, me going to my beer store and going down an aisle that I never go down because it's the one that had like <laughs> all the all of, all of these like it's all of the like the premium sodas that they sell, and then all of the cocktails and like the hard teas and things like that. I now understand just the apprehension that my loved ones have when I tell them like oh like just get me a craft beer like because walking down that aisle and looking at everything I was like. Constantly going back and forth between our chat started to be like, well, what did John get? What did Paul get? Do I have this one? Do I have this one? And then I don't think I said this. No, because we had this discussion uh, post-show. I wish that Cutwater had some of this stuff in a sampler pack, but like a sample pack that had a bunch of different stuff in it. Because the samplers that they have, it was like the vodka soda mix pack which had like four or three flavors of that yeah the mojito and then they had pack, the, the margarita pack and i was like i want something that gives me like a bunch of stuff not just the same thing different flavors um and unfortunately like i said i wasn't able to get the exact same ones that you two were able to find um so i was trying to match as much as i could and i had a vodka soda one in my cart but then i saw the one that i'm going to be drinking and i was like well, no, I have to get that one. So, John, why don't you start off with what you have? Because uh, it's weird, I think. I don't so know. Maybe I'm drinking, I don't know. I'm drinking the Grape Vodka Transfusion. Uh, so this is Cutwater Vodka with ginger beer grape juice. And um, uh, one and a half shots of vodka, ginger beer, grape juice. And it works. This is actually the grape with the ginger really works you don't get that vodka bite at all from it so uh the gingery grape juice is just really kind of nice um paul's shaking his head it sounds like it's the the grape is what throws me off on that yeah the grape and ginger together i i can't what kind of grape is it because like when i think white grape grape juice i think it's like it's like grape crush so it's like that it kind of it's it that's a cool grape. Yeah. I didn't realize till after I bought it that I was like, oh, there's ginger beer in this. And I didn't think I was going to like it. But that ginger little spice with that sweet grape um, really goes. But like. I I like a good ginger beer. I can drink them on their own. Uh, and I do like like I I drink gin meals because my wife, my wife likes gin more than vodka. So I don't drink, you know, though I drink gin meals mm-hmm. and then like a dark and stormy or something like that. I'll do that. Um, but yeah, I, you said dark and stormy and Paul's looking up the scene like dark and stormy. I need my dark room. I need my lime. I need my ginger. <laughs> <laughs> he's, and, he's building it. I need mint in my dark and yeah. stormy. 
Um, but yeah, the great the great work is with the ginger. That's like a so new weird. one for me. This, it's refreshing. I'm, it's nice. I'm also drinking something with a uh, vodka and some ginger beer in it because this is their vodka mule, seven percent ABV, uh, cut water vodka with ginger beer and lime flavors. This has one and a half shots of cut water vodka, and then their ginger beer and then lime flavor. So I had to get up and get my my yeah. copper mug for it, obviously. Um, because meals are one of the drinks that I actually like to just make around my house, much like a Bloody Mary, because I love ginger flavored stuff and I'll just buy ginger ale, ginger beer and drink it. I'm the person that when we go get sushi somewhere, if Yanni has ginger on her plate, I'm like, I'm going to eat that. Like, that's mine now. Um, I love yeah, ginger. It's a great palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. And this, I think, so far of the three things that we've actually had is my favorite like it's got a really nice ginger flavor um the vodka's not noticeable on it which is fine like if you told me it was just ginger beer and like some artificial lime flavoring i'd be down with it because the biggest thing for me is like it's hitting that ginger note that i love like i was trying to wait until John finished up before I got into this. And now that I've taken a couple sips of it, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be finishing this before we even start talking about the main topic. Probably. I just have to talk about it first, which is the only thing that's slowing me down. Uh, I will say this to piggyback on you, Chris, the, the grape vodka transfusion, probably my favorite too. Maybe, like I, maybe their vodka I, ones bizarre. are better than the, the rum. Yeah. It's bizarre like, how well this works together. It is at least a really different combination that I don't think you'd put out together on your own. And how would you do it on your own? Like other than using Rape Crush. Or, yeah. Or, you know, I guess Ocean Spray like White Cranberry or White Grape. But why are you buying that? Why? To make. To I don't make know. You keep bringing up White Grape Juice. Who's buying white grape juice? I buy grape juice. My mom used to, like, she would, I don't even know if this is a thing anymore. She would buy, like, the frozen cans of concentrate. Oh, yeah. Is that still a thing? Like, because I, whenever I I go to the supermarket and I walk through, like, the frozen foods, I don't see that, like, row of cans anymore. I don't see them anymore. We used to, that's how we used to drink our orange juice was Mm -hmm. the concentrate. I mean, that's the only stock, uh, stock note I have for everybody. You just got to buy the orange juice concentrate. Yeah. I mean, it can make or break you. I'm surprised. Uh, so, main topic, guys. Main topic, boys. All right. Chris, so, what are we doing? Why no, this are we is doing the, the fast doing? food throwdown? We're not, <laughs> this isn't tying into anything. This is just an idea that I had in the hopper. And as, you know, show ideas and topics were kind of bouncing around due to taking a couple weeks off. Um, Things got pushed up, things got pushed back. But this was just something that we could talk about to talk about something without having to do any real prep work for it. But apparently Paul did because he was like, I got to go to Burger King. Got to try some stuff. So this is the fast food throwdown. Um, This is going to be what we list as our go-to spots for burgers, fries, chicken, drinks, treats, breakfast, and then mascots um drinks and treats two separate ones because you might like a drink somewhere 
or you might like a treat, which could be a milkshake. It could be like an, like an ice cream cone. It could be an apple pie. It could be cookies. They're, they're two separate ones. Um, and okay. If you want to tie into something, a uh, mascot, because Grimace's birthday just happened and people are <laughs> losing their shit over it. And it's become a huge thing that I don't think McDonald's was expecting or welcomes now. So thanks, Internet. <laughs> well, because everybody's ice cream machine at McDonald's is broken, and everybody's ordering the Grimace shake, and can't make it without the ice cream machine. Uh, I I saw a thing where a guy, they'd go through the drive-thru, they'd order the ice cream, and if they said it was broken, they'd go around, they'd wait an hour, then come in with a technician shirt on, and then <laughs> go over and... <laughs> pour themselves a cone and be like, hey, it's working, and then leave with the ice cream. <laughs> because they're like, they, I'm pretty sure they just say it's broken. And he goes in, he goes, eh, yeah, it's working now. You can tell everyone it's working. And then leaves with the ice cream. I wouldn't uh, trust that ice cream. Because when did they change the bag of mixture? Who cares? If, you're, if you are eating fast Get food cold, at any of these baby. places, you've given up already. Um <laughs> So, hey, so we, let's talk about ground, us giving up. <laughs> the ground rules, and this is something we had talked about right before we started recording. This is the fast food throwdown. So it has to be a place that you associate with a good drive through Like, you're on your way home from work, or you're on your break from work, and you just got to get something real quick. So as Paul stated, like, fast casual places are not included in this. So your Moe's... Your Chipotle's, your Five, five Guys, guys um, places like in, that. In and out, drive through. Shut the fuck do, up, because that's my that's my fill in. <laughs> in and out. Yeah, I but would we're gonna. A, I would have picked in and out for like a couple of these, but. But we're gonna start off with burgers because I think burgers are the like hey fast food. This is like the marquee. Like what put a lot of these places on the map. So. John, I'm going to start off with you because apparently I upset your hierarchy by saying, like, nope, Five Guys isn't fast food. I've always said you were the Black Adam of the podcast. It's changing uh, it. <laughs> um, five Guys would have been my pick for this. Five Guys uh, is really good, okay. but as someone that goes to Five Guys, you know, maybe once a month because there's one in my food court at work, they are definitely not fast food. No, definitely um, not. But I'm going to do uh, Animal Style Burger from In-N-Out. Um, when I talked to Caitlin about this, and we had gone, we've been to In-N-Out twice. We went when we were in California. Uh, it was like our second night in California. We are like, dinner is In-N-Out. We got to try it. And then the next day we were leaving to drive to um, Palm Springs. And it was like, okay lunch where do we go and i kind of looked at her and she went in and out and i was like yeah gotta um animal style beef patty they throw mustard over onions put the patty on that caramelize that uh yeah i got you got to get a, a double so you get the two patties a double double american cheese their sauce pickles the caramelized onions and it is uh, de- delicious. See, that sounds really good. And I've never been to an In-N-Out burger. Um, super friend of the show, Ed, 
Yep. Used to rave about it. Rave That's about the first it. place I heard about it was actually from Ed. From where it was Ed. like, oh, anytime I see one, I gotta go. And uh, Ed's, it's it's the first thing he does wherever he. Yeah. Paul and I both had quizzical looks because you cut out for that. So what yeah. what, what, what oh, did you say? Uh, Ed, whenever he lands in like California, the first mm-hmm. place he goes is In and Out. When I was going to, I the think Vegas it's also the last the place time. he goes in California. Uh, like uh, when I was going to Vegas for the first time, Ed was like, "Oh, I'm near Vegas, the near the Strip. There is an In and Out. You got to go there. You got to get a double double, animal style, uh, fries, extra crispy. Just order that. Just that's what you got to get. And this In and Out." This was years ago, years you know, like probably like almost 20 years ago now. Who knows? Um, not quite 20, but 15 years. Yeah, ago. It could be. It could, it's it could 15 be. years ago. Uh, let's Paul, say. Paul, you're older than you think you are. I am older. Probably 20. <laughs> but uh, it was after I was married because I went with Kate's family, to, and we had to walk a half a mile off the strip, and in, in the Vegas hot sun beating down on us the whole way and you're walking under underpasses you're you're like kind of walking not on sidewalks but walking on the side of the road to get there and my father-in-law's there he's like are we really doing this for a fast food burger and i'm like my friend ed has never led me astray uh we are doing this talk about his desserts that he makes (laughs) this was 15 years ago he had yet to lead me astray john we get to In-N-Out Burger. We order the double double animal style fries, extra crispy, as prescribed by our great friend, super friend Ed. He takes a two bite. He takes a bite. He's like, "All right." Takes a second bite. He's like, "It was worth the walk." <laughs> Third bite. He's like, "We should get another one to go, right?" Nice. <laughs> and, and he's like, "Should we?" Then before he finished this burger, he's like, we should get enough to bring back for the rest of the family. Right. And I'm like, no, they didn't make this walk. They don't this deserve is, this. This is for us. This is for let's just enjoy it. It was me, Kate and my father in law. It was just like one of those 90, 90, 100 degree days. And you're walking on the side of like the uh, a thoroughway, basically, you know, it's a four-lane highway, and you have to cross that four-lane highway. Now they're sitting in a bar, in and out, like on the strip, and you can just go and get it. You don't need to make the sacrifice. You don't oh, need to you, take. You the live the out. in. You live the in. You live the out. Like <laughs> you did the work. It is. It's worth it. It is. It is. It's worth it. It's one of those places. If I am ever in an area that has one. <laughs> I will go get an in and out burger, yeah. like hands down. And that was like when I explained what we were doing and Caitlin's first thing was in and out burger. Because it is one of those things that just stays with you where you're just like, yeah, I want to get that again. And when we went to the one we went in because it's like, all right, we want to go. We're not going to go in the drive through. We wanted to go into the place to check it out. And the reason I know there is drive throughs is because it was the first time I ever saw a drive through like 
wrap around inside a plaza with people just mm-hmm. sitting, waiting, and people on tablets taking the car orders. So they didn't weren't just driving up to the window. They were getting a head start and everybody getting those things. Um, and that was like pre-COVID. Like it was a couple of the Chick-fil-A's down here mm-hmm. in Orlando do that too. Cause it's the, the same thing. Like you drive past it and you see the drive through lanes, like going through the entire plaza that it's in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, no. I would love to try out more of their secret menu stuff or whatever, but right now, Double Double Animal Style is is it. Yep. Like uh, maybe add jalapenos or something to it, but uh, Yanni and I are talking about going to Disneyland at some point in the near future because you know you, you got to go at least once, especially as a Disney fan and. This is one of the things that I do want to do because I, I don't have in and out here, but I've heard good things. And some of it actually comes from someone I worked with at Disney who was from California originally. That was like, no, whenever I go back to visit family, like the, the first thing I get, I have to go to in and out for But Paul, oh, no, I'm throwing it to you, buddy. This okay. is this is, a, I, this is a Chris baby. So I get to call the shots. All right. You get to call the shots. Uh, I, <laughs> Went to uh, Burger King for research on Thursday. We're recording on uh, Saturday. And oh. I. Uh, you want to just I, piggyback and, and, and call it an in and out as well? I would. And I will take in and out as my number one. But I want to. I want to. Actually, you can. You can take that at 1150. Like, fine, Paul. You <laughs> had a chance to talk about it. You can talk about something else and still get the, the credit. But I want to talk about this because I remember like the fast food burger that I enjoyed the most was the Whopper Junior because it was like big. It was bigger than the regular kid size, you know, your regular hamburger, but not like overly massive, like where it wouldn't make a huge mess while you're trying to eat it um, in the drive through. And so I went to I'm like, you know what? I want to try it again. Make sure because it's been years. It's been if it's been 10 years, it's been somewhere around 10 years since I've had a Whopper and a, or a Whopper Junior. I ordered the Whopper Junior. I bring it home. And it's a kid-sized burger size now. It is tiny. Small, small. And it was okay. It was fine. I always order no mayo. But those pickles on that Whopper Junior. Burger King has something going on with those pickles. Those are freaking delightful. <laughs> They're right. They're vinegary they cut through everything else the burger king pickles on that burger i would have went i was thinking about doing some more research getting up going driving over to burger king again and ordering a regular whopper no mayo and eating that to see if that would make my top burger over in and out but it wouldn't it mm. wouldn't honestly but you know for the local like hey what burger can i get regularly regularly at the drive-thru regular whopper and i think it would i think that's uh would be my pick for the local area only drive-thru what i could actually technically drive through because no matter what john says about in and out he's not driving through it he's got to take a plane first rent a car exactly then drive through there's a lot more work i can just drive through and that's what I think what we're talking about here. Uh, so that's why 
Burger King Whopper. The pickles are just freaking delicious. The only reason I didn't do that extra science is because I really wanted to mow the lawn. <laughs> so I went out there and mowed the lawn. I had to stop like halfway through mowing the lawn because I don't eat fast food regularly. So I had to come in and use the bathroom. Because see, it happens. That well, grease runs right through you. It gets through you. Um, I'm going to piggyback off of you because when it comes to fast food, places that I go. I go to Wendy's a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I am a person who works retail, so there's days that I get out of work and it might be like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And Wendy's is always open. Like, it's always going to be there for me. And their burgers are solid. Like, I have a love-hate relationship with Wendy's. Like, they've done me wrong in the past, but I went back and they've been treating me right ever since. Um. So I have to give them a special shout out for those burgers. But if it comes down to it, I think my favorite burger is actually, and this is going to be a little bit of a throwback. It's not offered anymore, but this is kind of what set up my burger palette for me as an adult. Uh, And this is going to be Burger King, actually, because this was the rodeo cheeseburger. Mm. And this is, I remember it like it's yesterday, guys. Because the Rodeo Cheeseburger was released as a partnership with the movie Small Soldiers. And this, <laughs> yes. Yes. It was the first time I had a burger that had barbecue sauce and onion rings on it. That's it. That's what makes the Rodeo Cheeseburger. Because it's just a typical Burger King burger. And then if you ordered it. You would have to wait for them to make sure they had onion rings coming out of the fryer because, yeah, onion rings are a side that you can get, but they don't make them as much as they do the fries. So if you're ordering the rodeo cheeseburger, you're getting those fresh onion rings, like nice and crispy out of the fryer. And then for the barbecue sauce, they were literally going under the counter and they were pulling out the barbecue sauce that they had for the nuggets, opening it up, like popping the foil on that bad boy putting it on the burger because this was such a slapdash operation (laughs) for small soldiers. But to this day, if I go somewhere and I'm like, okay, let me look at the burgers on the menu. If I see like a cheeseburger that has onion rings and barbecue sauce on it, you can put some other stuff on there. You throw some jalapenos on there, maybe some like caramelized onions I'm locked in because that is now my flavor profile, and I owe it all to that stupid movie that came out in, like, 1999, Um, The Rodeo Cheeseburger. I don't want to yuck your yum, Paul, or Chris, I'm sorry. I'm so so used to disagreeing with uh, Paul that I'm not used to disagreeing with you. Um, I had this burger when it came out. And it's the reason anytime I see barbecue sauce or onion rings on a burger, I'm like, nah, don't need, don't need it. I, I that, that okay, I'm gonna, flavor profile with the burger patty. It's just not my. It's just not my flavor. I'm gonna. So I'm gonna but get my, a little bit more behind the scenes stuff because now that we were talking about it, now when I go to the supermarket, if I see like bags of frozen onion rings, I buy them because it's like. I could just eat these as is. Or if I feel super industrious, I can, I can make myself a burger. Because I always got barbecue sauce. 
Uh, Paul just sat back down. Um, my pick was also from Burger King, and I went with the Rodeo Cheeseburger. Yeah, I, I figured. Oh. It's the only burger that you could think about that has onion ring and barbecue sauce. So good. I'm chewing on ice right now. <laughs> um, the like oh my, like like a, like, a, like a nice like creamy cheese on it too. Like oh baby. Uh, my runner up is no uh, no runners up. Uh, Paul. <laughs> Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, classic cheeseburger from McDonald's. There's something about the minced onion with the, the mustard and ketchup. Onion. It's really good. Uh, there's yeah. just something about that that works for me. Just, if I get a burger or make a burger, I don't put mustard or ketchup on it. I do put onion on it. But for some reason, something works about that cheeseburger. John, can you and I have a moment right now? Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's try to have a moment. Uh, White Castle. White Castle. We Dude, we had we we, we had, had it together. Yeah. Disappointing, right? Uh, yes. Because of the minced onion, I was thinking steamed minced onion. It's going to be great. It wasn't. A, it's not we, as good as the McDonald's like regular like just cheeseburger with minced minced onion. Yes. So. Backstory, Paul and I traveling to go visit Chris. And we were like, oh, there, there's a, uh, a big boys here. I've always wanted to have the big boys. Yeah, me too. We decided to do like, hey, <laughs> we got a checklist. Let's start doing checklists. So we went and had big boy burgers, which was a surprise that it was a sit down restaurant. It was like we thought it was more of a yeah, it was more of a sit down restaurant. We did that. And then 15, 20 minutes back on the road, we're like, oh, there's a White Castle. Well, we should get off and try the White Castle, right? Yeah. And we did. So I think half of the White Castle problem was we just ate a big burger <laughs> at Big Boys and then got that. But, yes, it wasn't for some reason I thought it was going to be better than it was. Yeah. Also, I remember nothing about the Big Boys other than being like, wait, we got to sit down. We got to order. Like, yeah, from a plastic menu. I, I don't remember eating the burger. I remember sitting there with you and yeah. looking at the big boy statue. Exactly. That's all I remember. The food completely unmemorable. It does not get talked about here because it's not part of the fast food throwdown because there's no drive through. But White Castle, number one disappointment from the burger section. I want to say that. Chris, do you have a disappointment like number one disappointment for the burger um we don't need this for every section i don't no um i feel like for the most part like if i order a burger at a fast food restaurant it's exactly what it needs to be um i'm i don't want to dwell on it too much but i've never had white castle but lived in michigan yeah i never had it my my girlfriend at the time her family owned like one of like the most famous like restaurants in grand rapids so if i wanted a burger i would just go there because they had like a marquee burger that's like if you go to grand rapids you have to get this burger um but you didn't take us there no it was vacation it was ashamed of us we had other things to go boys um but there's a very good video i can't remember it's on company man or he realized that relationship wasn't going to last that's the way he didn't want to bring it 
bring up company man or weird food history about white castle everything i know about white castle came from them and it's like a very good video so google that i think it's weird history food but guys next up you already got your burger where are you going for fries the ultimate side to a burger like burgers and fries like it's just it's one word where are you going I'm going to go because uh, you go you go first. Either one. Yeah. When I first got my license and I got a car, one of the very first things I did was basically I lived near Camp Road in Hamburg and Camp Road was right off the throughway. And it had basically all the McDonald's, your Burger King, your Wendy's, your Arby's, your Pizza Hut, which is now a taco place, which isn't good. Um your Bozanads says pizza, which is amazing, but that's no oh, longer. Oh, God, about them. Oh, man. Road. It was right off the throughway, um, the 990, so it had all the fast food restaurants. And let me tell you, like, one of the first things I did when I got my license was try to build the ultimate fast food meal. So I picked up a Whopper Junior, which was bigger back then, so I would pick up a Whopper now. And then I drove, went around, went to Arby's, Season Curly's. Oh. Season Curly's. Yeah. Best fries. They're, uh, they're, that, they're the best fries. That would have been, uh, Kate, that's Caitlin's pick for best fries. As well. If you can get a side of the cheese sauce with the Season Curly's, they might charge you more every once in a while. You know, some reason I would get it for free every once in a while. It was great. I don't know why. Sweet talking the guy at the register. I, never, I don't know. It was straight through. They didn't even see me. And I'd be like, I would pull up to the window. I'm like, hey, oh, can I get cheese sauce with this? And they would just give it to me every once in a while. You know, not all the time. Other times they're like, oh, no, you have to pay extra. I'm like, oh, all right. But season curly. If you could sweet talk a free side of cheese sauce, boys, does it get better? I don't think it does. Maybe you guys uh, have something better. No, th- those are a marquee fry. And so they're, they're I, a standalone I, in the fast food game, too. I grew up in, in Boston, New York, um, and there was a hot dog burger. Oh, George's. Joint. George's. Oof. George's curly fries. The boat. The boat of those fries, hand cut. Like you can see the kid mm-hmm. wheeling the thing behind you to make the curly fries mm-hmm. are the best curly fries. One, you know, you grow up on them, but also like it's real fries. They're fried up right there for you. Like that's it. That's the first time I had vinegar on my fries. Like that malt, is it. Malt vinegar on fries. So good. I gotta have vinegar on fries. Um, on occasion, I know Paul, you won't like this because you don't like mayo. But I take the mayo and I put the vinegar in that and make a vinegar aioli to dip in. Uh, also very good. Um, I don't know if George's fits because it doesn't have a drive-through. It doesn't because uh, it's also very regional. But yes. it is. Um, <clears throat> Best curly fries. So when I went to Arby's and had their curly fries, I was like, well, this is no George's. Uh, But my pick for fries. Hey, John, can I just interrupt you for a second? You know who also does uh, fresh cut fries? Who's that? 
Who that? In and out. Oh, and that would be uh, animal style French fries <laughs> to go with it. You know, <laughs> you know who else does fresh cut fries? Uh, five guys. <laughs> yes, yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, but animal style. That's why you their take those, order takes so long. Uh, you take those fried onions, you throw them on that with their animal sauce uh, and cheese and uh, delicious. It, it's a it's something you have to eat with a fork because otherwise you're just going to be a mess at the end. Uh, but animal style fries. Bar none. Delicious. Um, Paul, did you, did you get that when you were there or yeah. did you just get Yeah. Extra, and you got to have no, them no, extra no. crispy. I didn't get the animal style fries. I got the um, I get the extra crispy, extra crispy. Yeah. Fries. And then uh, but when you were done with that burger and you had those fries, you were dipping it in that sauce. that was. On yeah. Whatever plate. was left over in the little boat. Yeah. Or the uh, not the boat, but the, uh, you know, the wrapper. You take the fry and you dip it in. Yeah. Yeah. Just imagine having that just poured over the top of your fry. Mm-hmm. Just sure. as good. This is good. But Chris, Chris, yes. what's your fry? Old school, old school Burger King fries. Oh, and they had like I mean, the floury thing and they were extra crispy. I didn't like those fries. Really? Yeah. No. I, when they King changed fries their fries, that's when I was like, oh, Burger King fries is not the thing anymore. And I'm something of a French fry connoisseur. I love me some potatoes. I love them fried. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of notable options here um you kind of mentioned it before john five guys fries fantastic the cajun fries amazing and when you make that order they give you those extra little fries just to be like hey we know what you're here for appreciate it i also like wendy's hot and fresh fries where it's like the skin's still on like that Mm -hmm. sea salt if you get your fries and they're not what you want they'll they'll toss them out for you they'll make you a fresh batch they're never crispy enough for me. They're, see, I'm okay. Like when it comes to fries, there's a sweet spot. I do love a crispy fry, mm-hmm. but sometimes like just like a nice, like that limp fry that's just nice and flavorful. Like it can it can hit right. Like I need a crispy edge with a fluffy middle. That, that's okay. Um, I get that. Like but I'm I'm usually like getting my fries and driving home. So like humidity building up in the bag, like most of my fries, unless I'm eating like oh. at the spot are already like, they're not crispy, but I think I understand Wendy's fries are the ones that like hold up the most to travel. It's yeah, a weird true. thing to talk about. Hey, it's the kind of thing that happens when you get a fast food throwdown boys. Um, but One of I the think moments that I said, Hey, the pandemic is over is the first time Kate and I went to a restaurant, sat there and ate and we got fries that were hot. <laughs> and I didn't realize how much I missed that. Like I was almost in tears eating French fries because they were so hot. And we were back, BB. We were back. USA. USA. Um, you know? My favorite fry is a fry that I don't ever eat anymore. Um, and this is going to be from Chick-fil-A because they got waffle fries. And they do waffle fries supreme, a little bit of sour cream and some green onion on top. Um, yeah, you know your business, you can do whatever you want. Uh, I don't 
respect the stance that they take on LGBTQIA plus uh, uh, Chris, we're in July so, now. We're fine. No, you don't I, need to I'm, I'm you saying don't need it. Virtual single lane. <laughs> Guys, I'm going woke. I'm, I'm going to be broke. I already am. Um, your fries are so good, but you know what? It's one of those things like I'm just making a personal choice to not go. But if someone has waffle fries from Chick-fil-A and they offer me a bite, like I'll take one because I'm not directly giving them money. And that's that's fine. But, guys, I love waffle fries, and it's so hard. It's so hard. But you know what? I, I, I have to agree with you just on the Chick-fil-A stance, Chris, because it's one of those things like I think the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich is – Absolutely. Whoa, don't jump ahead, boy, because next up is chicken. <laughs> I know, but that's the thing is like I think it's mid. When I talked to it's... when I talked to Caitlin about it, she was like, Well, we can't choose Chick-fil-A. Because it used to be a thing until we realized what their stance was. And it was kind of so, just like mm. spoilers if you want to create like Chick-fil-A at home, they brine their chicken in pickle juice. Yeah, we do that now. That's all it takes. Um, but it was like, okay, where's what's next? Where do we go next from there? So that was uh, Wait, well. Our, next week, I already said it. We go to chicken next. So John, yeah, no, no. But I want to talk about waffle fry because waffle okay. fry, freaking amazing. And much like George's, there's a uh, hot dog stand near where I grew up in uh, Hamburg. Uh, the Red Hots. Oh yeah, Red Top. Red Top, right there. Right, uh, right before you get onto the bridge to bring you into, you know, on Route Five, off of Route Five, in uh, like right in like the Bayview area there. Yeah, Bayview. Yep. But, Is that uh, the place that's, that's like between the railroad tracks? It's Pro- not quite. Between, it's across yeah. the street from that rundown go kart track that's been there for like forty years. My dad's and, like, first job. The ice cream, really? Yeah, it used to be called because it's called Tony's now, but before it was called Jim's, and that was my dad's first job. Wow. So working there and he would scoop ice cream. He was an ice cream scoop and he made like 75 cents an hour. <laughs> like, crazy. Crazy. I never worked there. None of us. He, he told us that story about that. him. That's being his first job. Like years after we all had our first jobs. I'm like, dad, why wouldn't you let us know? Because I would have applied there because there's the history. There was, Strictly a no McGowan rule in place there after your dad worked there. I burned that motherfucker down. <laughs> They'd never hire you. That's why he Especially didn't you. tell you. You're the one that looks the most like your dad, too. Yeah. They'd walk in and be like, oh, they got to put they... him on the wall, like, not him. Like, Paul's not allowed in both, there. You both met my dad. You think there's anything that guy would have done to uh, ever get him fired? We didn't know him as a, as a young man. Your dad know. is the reason if I'm on my lunch break and somebody comes up to talk to me about work, I look at him and go, I'm on my lunch. I'm not being paid. Because your dad told me, like, this guy comes up. He's bitching at me about – your dad didn't say bitch. He's like, he's talking to me about this. And I look at him. I look at my sandwich. And I say, I'm on my lunch break. I'm not being paid. I will talk to you in 20 minutes. I yep. tell people that because of your father. So I could see I could see Mr. Paul just being like, these are the rules. I'm not doing this in the nicest way possible. It's Mr. Paul. Go fuck yourself. 
I don't think you would ever get banned or put up a no, that, so no, many times your, though. That you did. So, oh man, so many times when I was working like at Wilson Farms there, people would come and be like, "You're Joe's kid, right?" I'm like, <laughs> "I don't know who Joe is," <laughs> because oh, they're like, uh, "Oh, sorry, Mr. Paul, Mr. Paul." Yeah. Who? Like Joe? Who's Joe? You know, like when you when you're even when I was like 16, 17, like I, it would take me a minute to realize, oh yeah, that's my dad's name. You know, see, I, I share the same name as my father, so people would call and be like, "Is John there?" And I'd be like, "This is John." And then they start talking about something serious, and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You mean my dad? <laughs> Hold on, I'm so also ten, I'm also ten years old, and you <laughs> told me something really <laughs> private." <laughs> Uh, my middle name is my, or my first name is my dad's middle name. Because uh, so as you see, your middle name is Liam. No. <laughs> but yes, let's keep Chick- that going so people can dox me. Chicken. <laughs> so Chris, uh, where are the rails? Where are we going? Uh, now, now this is your job. This is your baby. You're <clears> I, I, was on trying, and the, I was trying. Um, so this is the chicken pick, which now playing fields more open because there's also chicken places for fast food or there's your fast food places that also have chicken. Um, there's one thing that I know if there was anywhere I ever went that had a Popeye's chicken, I got Popeye's chicken because yeah, KFC was like omnipresent. It's good. Like give me that extra crispy all day. But if I was somewhere that I saw a Popeye's, I would have to get Popeye's chicken and that never happened in Buffalo because the closest one was in Toronto. Um, now, luckily, it has opened up after I've moved away. Um, but now that I live down south in Orlando, there is Popeye's a lot more present. But there's just something about Popeye's chicken that's so good. Their biscuits are amazing. Um, and when Little Nicky came out and Little Nicky's first interactions with humanity was having Popeye's chicken. He's like, Popeye's chicken's fucking awesome. I was like, yes, I understand that. I get that reference. Um, so for me, it's just fried chicken for Popeye's. Like, love it. When they did their chicken sandwich the first time when it was super limited and it was the um, the Chick-fil-A killer, like, it's like, yeah. hey, we, we got that. I went and got it. it was- it was a good piece of chicken on that sandwich too. It was re- it was really good. When they brought it back and put it on the menu menu, it wasn't as good as that first time round, but it is still really good. But that mm. first time chicken sandwich is is good. And I don't have as m- many now. Like there's one in the South Towns near where Paul lives, mm-hmm. and then there's one in Niagara Falls. Is like the two. Um, the two places for Popeyes. So when I used to live in the fall at near the falls, I would get that. Uh, I would get their chicken sandwich, but yeah, it's, it's solid. Uh, Paul, I'd also like their blackened, uh, their blackened ranch. I don't know. That's a good dipping sauce, baby. Uh, I've only gotten Popeyes very few times. Uh, I try Kate and I, we do Monday fun day where we get to, you know, one of the two of us get to plan a uh, date night. And one of my Monday Fundays film 
right before Mardi Gras. It was the Monday before Mardi Gras. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to get Popeye's chicken, Louisiana. You know, it's a whole thing. It was really good. I think it's better than KFC, but I've never had their chicken sandwich. So if I'm thinking about getting something chicken from fast food restaurant, I'm going, I'm going to my friend Dave. He knows how to do spicy chicken. Again, probably the, the spicy chicken I eat the most because, again, you just got to respect them. Like, they stay open late for yeah. me. Oh, again, hold the mayo. This mayo is gross. Spicy chicken sandwich from Dave's. That has heat. I think it delivers heat really well. Um, it's an enjoyable uh, whole experience. It's lettuce, but it's like a whole leaf of lettuce. It's yeah. not the shredded lettuce. It's like whole slices of tomato. They're not limp. They're still – they have that good it's not tomato mealy. zest to it. Yeah, it's not mealy. It's fresh tomato, really good slice of lettuce, spicy chicken, very crispy, by the way, on the bun – Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. Paul, number one. I'm, I'm going to Chris special menu you right now because when I get that spicy chicken sandwich, sometimes if they have it available, again, I go late night, so sometimes they don't. I'll also get a small chili with it. Okay. Yeah. Dip that in the chili. Ooh, I baby. Mean, you're, a you're, you're, that. you're double meeting it. And it's one ready of, to greet you. Uh, one of my favorites, and it's not my favorite, but uh, they used to have just have a regular chicken sandwich, but now I do it with the Asiago chicken sandwich. I got to get a fucking baked potato with cheese. And I don't have be, to. Don't, like, do, don't be. Don't be stealing my treat. The, 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 chicken, the chicken with the baked potato, like that combo between the two is one of. It's up there if you had said like favorite like meal. <laughs> that is that is like the meal. Like, your, okay, your birthday my... meal is a twice baked potato, so I'm not surprised by that at all. Yes, <laughs> I, guys, beef rolls, thin cuts of steak, stuffing rolled up, baked in au jus with twice baked potatoes. Oof, my birthday meal, baby. I don't know if I'm like misremembering this or not, but Wendy's used to have a salad bar, right? Yes. Yeah, years okay. like decades ago. Yeah, like in the eighties. Like it probably stopped somewhere in the, the early in the nineties. They probably stopped it and were like, "Oh, hey, here's fresh salads. Like you order it and like it's good to go for you." So here's the thing: I remember being in the Wendy's on Camp Road mm-hmm. with Chris Roy, and the olive and the salad bar was still there. One of one of us had to have drive, most likely me. It was you. You had your, your <laughs> so license. First. It was probably in the two early two thousands yeah. when they because they've remodeled that a couple times. Because I've been there now as a professional servicing their uh, fire system. So <laughs> hey, hey, talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, uh, I got to go to a but John. Your your chicken pick. Uh, so my chicken pick is actually going to be. Every in and out burger. Popeyes, Popeyes did their chicken sandwich. Then everybody had to do their chicken sandwich. McDonald's, Burger King, and everything. And then Burger King's evolved into the BK Royal Crispy Chicken Sandwich. 
Uh, and that's actually pretty darn good because you have like the royal sauce on it. Um, and the piece of chicken is actually a really nice chicken. I love chicken sandwiches. I was getting the, the, the Wendy's chicken sandwich for, for years with the baked potato. And then when all these other crispy chicken sandwiches started popping up, Hey man, I love it. I'll, I'll go here. I'll go there. Um, but right now if it's like, Oh, where do I want to get my chicken sandwich? It's actually Burger King. Really? Yeah, I would. It's evolved. It's is not it like I haven't had that sandwich, so I can't talk about like I think it's the last not time... like the creep, the crappy like square or rectangle patty. That was, on that there. was like, the last time I had it. It was like the B, like the the Roy, like the King, like where it was like the the patty. It was... Yeah, uh, this is actually a nice piece of chicken with a nice crispy, uh, crispy on the outside. So guys, I'd say check it out because they have like three versions. They have one. They have a spicy. They have like a an Asiago or not Asiago, like a peppercorn ranch one, which it just isn't as good as that regular one. I guess you guess this is is chicken the most um, most prepared at home protein. Yes. In your household. Absolutely. No, I can do everything with chicken. Like if I'm yeah, getting beef, like chicken, I'm either doing like the most stir fry. I'm doing like maybe burgers. Sorry. It's, it's I got to go. Uh, I, or I'm doing like steaks, but like chicken, like I can do a lot more with. So see, we like. My wife is a really good cook. My mother in law is a really good cook. And I'm I'm an OK cook. Um. So we have three people. But you're a number one barbecue boy. I'm the number one barbecue boy. Um, so we we cook like really decent meals throughout the week, and we can go like a week or two weeks without having chicken because oh we have pork this or we have steak this or we're doing this or we're doing this. See, I'm the opposite. Like I pre- predominantly chicken, and then like maybe once a week we'll do like some sort of beef, like whether it's like a stir fry or yeah. Like burgers or steak. I'm the same way, Chris, because for me, like it's once a week, once to twice a week, I'll go out, especially during the summer, especially. I'll cook up a bunch of chicken on the grill and that will like will divvy that chicken up throughout the rest of the week. Like it'll become like salad or it's the main part of this meal or this, you know, but yeah, it's. Chicken is like batch cooked. It's, it's versatile. divvied up yeah. between meals. We're not talking about home cooking, though. We're talking about fast food. So well, guys, that's why that's why I wanted to mention it, because, like, if I'm going out for fast food, I want something different. Okay. So most of the time, I'm not looking to order chicken out. You know. But a chicken, like a chicken sandwich from Wendy's or, like, yeah. some tenders yeah. from Popeye's. So I'm not going like, to they, Popeye's. They I'm not going to Chick-fil-A. From I'm the not chicken going that I make to a chicken home, place. Because I'm chickened out. I love fried chicken. Like, yeah, I don't fry chicken at home. Like, yeah, I don't do fried chicken at home. And when I go somewhere and it's like, oh, they got chicken and waffles. They have this. They have that. Like, oh, yeah, I want that. I want fried chicken. And I don't want to get it like your grocery store fried chicken or. Mm. I, I don't I want to move ahead. But Publix fried chicken is. 
really good. Like people down here uh, boast well, about like public subs. Wegman subs all day. Like it's it's not a contest, but Publix fried chicken is very very good. Walmart's fried chicken is pretty good too. I don't know if I've ever had it. But there's just like to go to a place that does really good fried chicken. Like I'm there. I want to be there. Anytime we've gone southern places, like and they have fried chicken, I'm like. I will get this fried chicken. It will be delicious. Okay. But guys, we've already got our entrees. We got our sides. Well, can we we're talk gonna, about it? No. We're in the middle, we're, right? We're in the I'm, middle, baby. Let me let me do no, my thing. Yeah, we're in the we, middle. We're not I'm in the middle. We're almost done with this. Because, John, there's a way I'm moving through things. But fine. Go ahead. Talk about your drink because we're going to talk about drinks. That's how I was going to bring it back after we, we got through this section. What are you drinking, John? Uh, I am drinking from... Cutwater. This is the Bally it's High. It's all Cutwater. You don't need to say that. You don't uh, need to say that. It's all Cutwater. This water. is their Tiki Rum Punch coming in at 7%. Uh, one and a half shots of their Bally High Rum. And this is Orange Passion Fruit Fruit Punch. And this is delicious. This is my favorite of the night. Um, with the vodka transfusion, the great thing being number two. Paul, this is more of a Mai Tai with the oh. orange than mm. the Mai Tai. Like, when I drink this, it makes me think Mai Tai. This is uh, this is so good. The orange, the passion fruit are there. They're really good flavors. Really sweet. Um just really nice. You don't like that. You don't really get that rum. The only way I'm feeling the rum is I'm feeling the rum. Like the, yeah, these drinking four of these cocktails, it's really kind of, I don't know, sitting me kind of nice. But when I'm having a rum drink, I want to taste the rum. Like rum is an enjoyable flavor. Like, I'm picking yeah. a rum specifically so I can taste that rum when I'm making it. But when you think about those tiki cocktails, yeah. they all taste like fruit. They all taste like that thing. You don't really get that rumminess. We're going to have to have a tiki night, John. I will gladly have a tiki night and we can play some Come games. Over. We'll play some games. We'll put, put on some Elvis Presley movies. We'll have a tiki time. Uh, but I, even like when... Um, how it's not how to drink, but the um, yeah, uh, what's his name? The uh, the YouTube right show from, that yeah, that right we, from how to drink. Like he will even say like a tiki drink, you don't taste the alcohol. Like that's the you don't taste that, the alcohol, but you taste, taste the notes the, that yes, the rum is delivering. Yeah, but also he's using higher end rums in his as well, where you get those notes. But yeah. if you go to even a place that is a good cocktail bar and order a tiki drink, mm-hmm. you're most of the time you're going to just taste the fruit juices. And that's what those drinks were, were delivering the alcohol that tasted refreshing fruit on a hot day that were refreshing. Well, I was just at in Pittsburgh and Kate and I went to Hidden Hidden Harbor. Hey, Pittsburgh known for the tiki drinks. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Hidden Harbor, which is a uh, like subsidiary of independent uh, brewery. And uh, it's a it's a tiki bar, and we had a great time. And their tiki drinks, I made sure I ordered like the least potent 
other drinks because, you know, I was the one driving and it's a city that I don't know well. And it's all up and down hills. Who knew Pittsburgh was like in the Appalachians? But apparently it's all up and down hills. Like it's built inside of a mountain. Um, and their drinks, like you want to showcase the the flavors of the rum. You want to build a tiki drink with fruit juice that highlights the flavors that are also in the rum that you're using. And I think that's a well balanced drink. And I think Hidden Harbor in Pittsburgh did that well. What drink did you get? It was, uh, I don't remember the name. But Kate got the, I don't remember the name either. But those two drinks, very good. But what are you drinking now? Right now, I'm drinking from, uh, I'm drinking the same thing that we've been drinking. Cut water. And it's their White Russian. And this is. White Russian is one of those drinks that I probably won't make at my make myself at home because I I'm not going to use milk in a White Russian. It's just too thin. You, you never get cream at home unless you're buying it to make something with. Yeah, not yeah. my house. <laughs> really? Like, my mother-in-law one. That's cut you off, Paul. No, we'll make a big pitcher of White Russians and drink them all night because she loves a White Russian. I love a white Russian. My wife loves a white Russian. Uh, and also, like, my mother-in-law is very particular about certain things, and she has to have cream for her coffee in the morning. Okay. So we, we have, have it. We have it in spades, baby. Kate and I, we will get half and half if we're gonna, if we're not going to get, like, a coffee creamer. If it's not, like, a season that Kate enjoys for the coffee creamer, it's half and half. I guess I could make white Russians with a half and half, but I'm also not going to go out and buy a bottle of why? Like, why half and half acid? Yeah. Um, I'm also not going to buy a, a bottle of coffee liqueur just to have on hand for a white Russian. So this is the first pack that I've purchased where I'm like, all right, you're serving a purpose. You're delivering something that I want to do for myself. And it is a delicious version of White Russian. It is creamy. It is, you know, got that nice, like, velvety mouthfeel. It delivers on the coffee notes. It is, it's really decent. I, I really enjoy this uh, version of White Russian. If I got this out <clears throat> at a bar as a dessert, as a capper for the night, no complaints. I I, I saw I like- this... Oh, go ahead, Chris. No, I was going to say, I like white Russians, but it's not something that I ever order because I live in Florida and I don't want just like heavy, creamy drinks yeah. as I'm walking around. I think the last time I had a white Russian was like probably forever ago, but more recently, and this is even still probably a couple years ago, was like the left hand white Russian like yeah. milk stout, which was pretty good. Like, but. Okay, I'm I'm kind of because this is one that I was looking for on the shelves because it's like oh white Russian like I haven't had a white Russian and I'm mm-hmm. kind of sad that I couldn't find this one then. Yeah, I'm happy because I wouldn't have bought the components to make this drink. So spending that money to have it all together in one simple package, this makes sense. The uh, tequila Paloma, fine. Like I wouldn't make that on my own, but I. <clears throat> didn't love that drink. I'm sorry, Chris. Did he go yet? 
I'm your third. No, I, 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 I had more to say about the White Russian, I, so I was going to let him go. Go ahead. This is one of those drinks that I saw on the shelf, and I was like, mm, White Russian is so easy to make. Like, that's that's a drink. Easy to I, make, but you got to buy the yeah. for it. But we have, like, it's one of those things, like, everybody, family-wise, a lot of people know that I love Angel's Envy bourbon. Like, my wedding ring had Angel's Envy, Envy barrel wood inside the ring i got what do you mean by had uh the the uh someone threw it into the fire after after seven years the the wood fell out of fell out of it i still have the wood cost 75 dollars a guy i'll re redo it for you fix it Uh so it's just sister and because of like work stuff carrying boxes moving stuff moving pallets i'd always take it off that I just started wearing the rubber, um, the uh, silicone rings. So I just wear the silicone rings, really. Is that okay? Surprise? I don't know. Ask your wife if that's okay. I am sad to hear that that the wood fell out. That's all. And, and a lot of it is because I would take it off yeah, constantly. Because it got I delaminated. Was, I was lifting so many stuff, and then it's it was Damascus steel with the barrel and that it was like it, it, sometimes when I was carrying pallets of stuff or moving stuff, it dug into my hand. Um, but anyways, pallet. I'm so Chris. He means just the pallet. So like, bring the pallet out and carry the pallet out. Then fill beer <laughs> onto the pallet, then get a pallet jack <laughs> and then pull it. And when doing all of those things, it would bother my finger. Uh, but the way that I get that I get Angel's Envy bottles and I'd get tons of them. Uh, Sue gets Kahlua because people know that Sue loves Kahlua. So one year for her birthday, she got three bottles of Kahlua. Uh, one of those bottles got drank an entire night because we were making white Russians between Sue, my dad, Caitlin, myself. And I think maybe Jeannie was there playing cards all night. This is pre-Grayson as well. But we drank an entire bottle of like Kahlua making white Russians. And so people, pre-Grayson or cause Grayson? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all my children are made by science, not by me. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so Kahlua is something that we always have in the house. Cream, vodka. Easy enough uh, that those that white Russians are just made in our house. That that was the one drink that I saw. And I was like, that's an easy drink. I'm not going to grab that because I can make that at home. Exactly the opposite for me, because I don't have any kind of coffee liqueur or cream at home. And drinking it with just milk is just a little too thin. It's not as enjoyable. It's wrong. It's just wrong. Yeah. Chris. Yes. Chris, how is that Bloody Mary? 10% ABV. Uh, this is a Bloody Mary made with cut water vodka, which was also in the vodka mule. Um, two shots of vodka with their spicy Bloody Mary mix. It does say shake well on this. So when I was perusing my shelves at the store, they had just a regular Bloody Mary, and then they had a spicy Bloody Mary. And Good spice. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm from Buffalo, and we like our spice. Um, 
I think it's cute that on the back of the can underneath, like, their tasting notes and what goes into it, they have a spice level that has, like, five peppers on this, and this is four and a half, because they want people to know, like, this is spicy, but as someone that enjoys spice and heat, this is nice. Uh, I would say this is probably a step up from the V8 Spicy Hot. Oh. So it it does have a nice spice level to it, but it doesn't slow you down. Um, this is the first of the drinks that we had tonight that when I poured it into my glass, I was like, oh, this actually looks like it's supposed to because this is a Bloody Mary. Like It has that kind of like tomato pulp to it. <laughs> it's actually... Oh, Paul's white Russian. Yeah. Uh, my, the Mai Tai was brownish. Um, okay, you're... you're yeah, the Mai Tai was brownish, was but it was like... So it was very light. Uh, um, my punch is, is brownish, but my grape is purple, baby! Oh, I can't see it. You're drinking out of a red solo cup. And you're re, you're not reusing the cups. You're, you no, the red solo cups, baby! Um, Why would I reuse this, them? Like, this looks like a Bloody Mary, and it it's a pretty decent bloody mary i think this is probably on par with a bloody mary i would get if i had gone to one of the theme parks i still think my favorite restaurant or theme park bloody mary is actually the one that you can get from cowfish i was gonna say cowfish. Um, yes it's got all the accoutrement in it and it's I, it's it's good um, there's this two is, times that i've liked bloody mary's cowfish is one of them and then we were at big ditch and my sister-in-law ordered a bloody Mary and the waitress was someone who I knew from the brewery. And she was like, Oh, I'll make you a good bloody Mary. And I watched her for like five minutes making this drink. I was like, she's getting this now. She's putting this in your drink. And that bloody Mary came and I was like, Hey, I would drink this. This is a good bloody Mary. This I hate good. tomato like, juice. I, oh. If I had all of the stuff, like if I had a stalk of celery to put here, like an olive, like something Any fancy, like like a slider or like a piece a of like straw. coconut coconut shrimp or something on top of it, like I would the, be like, yeah, uh, beef stick a- that you got for uh, Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. Like this would be a great version of a like a restaurant Bloody Mary. Um, I'm happy that I have three more of these waiting because now I don't need to do the work because this is, this is a good version of it. Like this and that vodka mule, I think are fantastic. Um, not to, I mean, this is the last of the drinks I have, so we can kind of wrap up the cut water stuff. I think some of the stuff they do really well. Some of it is reflective of the drink it's trying to be. Um, all in all, I think I didn't waste any money for this episode because the drinks that I have, I will still drink and enjoy. Some of them I might drink a little bit more, but I'm not opposed to trying more stuff from Cutwater. Like, I had, like, Strawberry Margarita was one of the ones that I was thinking about grabbing. And now I'm kind of like, well, I should just grab that as a fifth one. Like, I would probably really like that one. But I already had a tequila drink, so I was like, eh, I don't need it. I didn't dislike any of these. And actually the order, the reverse order of how I drank them is probably my order of how I like them. I'm just going in reverse, but I would do like the margarita variety pack. Like if say towards the end of July, beginning of August, we wanted to do this again 
and do one of the variety packs. I I would not be opposed to that, but I think just as a general like blanket statement for the review, these are good, but none of them are better than anything you could probably do at home. Uh, but as someone who doesn't want to necessarily do the work slash anytime I make a cocktail, I'm never pleased with them. Mm. Like I love an old fashioned. I try to make an old fashioned. I just, it just never comes out the way I like want to drink it. And then I'm like, ugh, I'm stuck with this fucking drink. Like the only, <laughs> like the only mixed drink that I make that I like is, um, I forget what it's called now. But it's like two parts chartreuse, one part tequila over ice. Mm-hmm. And I love it because I love chartreuse. It's one of my it's one of my favorite uh, alcohols. Like it tastes chartreuse and it gets me there. Like if I was to name that drink, I would name it the X, Y, Z letters. Because, you know, uh, during what was it? Was it World War Two? That the Germans sent a letter to Mexico being like, hey, we want you to get into the war here and invade America. If America joins the war, just jump in and uh, join the war. Because the chartreuse, isn't that, is that from Germany or is that not from Germany? Uh, French. Yes, oh, the, French. The, the hills of France brewed by monks. Okay. And then I'm, from, I'm looking from it up. Shirt, Chartreuse, French, 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 French. 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 Oh, it, it says Dreamcatcher or Yellow Jacket. I don't know, but that's the thing. When it comes to buying stuff to make drinks, I bought a bottle of vermouth once because I was like, "Oh, I'll use this for drinks." I did. You need to use, uh, yeah. Um, even like the, the like bottles of bitters I have, as long just, as you think it's going to happen. The bottles of bitters I have just sit there in the cupboard. Like I should probably throw them out because they've probably been there for like a year and I haven't. Those will be fine. But I don't use them. Yeah, they stuff stable. Like I because so I got like there's like the I I can't say it Angostura. Yeah, and like an Angostura. 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 They they've just been sitting there because if I'm drinking like any of the bourbons I have, I'm just pouring it into a glass. Like I'm not adding anything to it or I'm using, if it's a cheap bottle, I'm just using it to, to cook stuff with. Chris, I have store a bit or so. Get some club soda, seltzer water, a couple dashes of that. Oh, maybe I'll, I'll get some, uh, liquid death tomorrow's liquid oh, death. Man. And yes, one or two, but guys, be good. we're talking about drinks. Been talking about drinks for a while now, guys. You go to your your restaurant, you're probably getting something to drink. It's all it's all Coca Cola freestyle now, right? Like a lot of places have it, and I really like that. Because let me tell you what the Chris is, and listen, yeah. you're Even welcome Chris. to get to get this at your local like fast food place or movie theater because AMC theaters have freestyle mm-hmm. machines now. Um. I get the uh, vanilla Coke with, like, the raspberry flavor. Mm. I fill that halfway. And then I do another halfway with the vanilla lime Coke. Mm. I love it. 
That's pretty good. If I'm going uh, Coke Freestyle, I'm going Dr. Pepper, Cherry, or Vanilla. If Because a lot of times you go and you, you hit that thing and it's like, oh, one of the other flavors unavailable. Yeah. So, so before the Coke Freestyle was a thing, if I would go to a fast food place that I could get like a fountain drink from, I would tell them to do like a half cup Dr. Pepper and then a half cup orange soda. And I would get weird looks, but I was like, that's what I want. Like, yeah, just, just do it. Like, I'm not going to come back. I'm not going to complain. Like, that's what I want it to be. I love a good root beer. I love a good Dr. Pepper. Now, uh, again, like I, when we have topics like this, I always have my picks, but I talked to Caitlin and, and she gives me hers and she informed me that McDonald's, is sp- supposed to have the best sodas because they actually use pure water and they give you extra syrup. Like the syrup ratio is is bigger, and that's why their straws are thicker, so it assaults your taste buds. <laughs> I'm uh, not making a joke. Like that's why their straws are like like I have a wider circumference to them. So all I know is uh, I've talked to my wife, Kate about topics we talk about on the podcast and I always go, Hey, what do you think about this? And I'm like, Oh, okay, you can talk about that on the show. And she's like, No. She's like, No, I don't talk about that. I'm I'm keep it going. And I'm a bagged and board member. Yeah, exactly. John did a better impression than Chris because you always start with the impression for Kate with explaining who she is. Yeah. And then you always have to say, I didn't want to dox you, but okay. You don't need to say the last name. I appreciate that, Chris. Good job. But uh, what drinks? There's a clear winner here, but you you guys can go ahead and get me wrong. It's Taco Bell Baja Blast. Yeah, absolutely. It's the only restaurant-specific drink. Like, yes, freestyle is awesome. Good. Dr. Pepper, cherry, or vanilla whatever but if i'm making if i'm going through the drive-thru picking up one item each i'm going to the taco bell and i'm picking up some baja blast because it's the only way i'm getting the blasted by the baja what is flavor i don't know tropical care it's tropical flavor (laughs) which is it is it is the tiki rum mai tai of sodas who knows uh, I got this the other day. One, because we were doing this. Two, because Chris always talks about this. And three, love, love it. Uh, grabbing lunch before we went to go see Spider-Man with my son. Um, we tried to go to Mighty Taco. Line was too big. I think there's two people working in there. Two cars in front of us and a line inside the restaurant because it was like, a, you know, we were going to the 12 o'clock showing. Eh. It was okay. Oof. So, okay, what what drink can you pick that is better than Baja Blast? So, I'm not a... I, I, very rarely do I drink pop or soda. Um, when I go to those places, I usually have water in my car, so I don't normally get those. But if I am going to get a specific drink at certain places, it's going to be a milkshake. I was going to do the Five Guys milkshake. Can't do that. But you know where else I got a milkshake? 
You guess it. In and out burger, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had an in and out. Oh, man, it, they're really good. Paul, they're using cream, and they're using real ice cream. Nice and thick. Really good milkshakes there. I wouldn't even get a milkshake at any uh, fast food restaurant. The closest I could get is like an ice cap from like Tim Hortons. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like a frosty, you let it get a little melty, you put a straw in there. Yeah, whoa, 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 frosty's a treat. Fro- well, that's we'll the next that sec- later. That's the next section, which is going to be the treats. Because mm-hmm. when when I sold this, like a treat could be something like a milkshake, or a milkshake could be a drink. Like you know, that's. That's between you and your God to decide. Uh, but, Paul, do you think a Frosty's a treat? Frosty's, number one. Okay. Number one treat. Paul, are you a person that buys, like, the wrist tag that lets you get, like, the free Frosties for I the do. rest of the year? Okay. I literally do, and I will not. Isn't it a key I'm fob fired. now? It's it's $2. It's a key fob. And I will, like, go through the drive-thru and completely forget that I have it and, like, not get the Frosty. Like, if I get two Frosties within the year, I think I win. <laughs> like, and they're the Junior Frosties that are 99 cents, so it's like... It's like a puppuccino type That's size. all I need. That's all I need for a Frosty. Uh, you know, I'm happy with it. I was thinking... Well, we'll talk about it later. But, yeah. The Frosty, I think, is the best drive-through treat you can get. So I haven't delved into it at all. Me and McDonald's have a feud going on. I know I've probably talked to you guys about it. I don't think I've ever aired it in public on the internet. Uh, you used to have a feud with Wendy's. You used to. You- I, like I said, we have a love-hate relationship. I keep mm-hmm. going back, and then they, they've learned. They got better, baby. McDonald's... I have never gone back to, though. Um, mm. I will tell this story now because there was a night I got out of work. Again, work retail. I work late some nights. Stopped at McDonald's. I got, I ordered a large fry, two chicken sandwiches, two cheeseburgers, and a beverage. When I got home, one of my burgers had a bite taken out of it. Paul's making the make it rain hand motion. <laughs> Paul, I think my order probably cost like eight dollars. Like you're That's thinking, four sandwiches though. Was four sandwiches that are like a dollar twenty nine each. Like it's not not crazy. Um, but when I got home, one of my burgers had a bite taken out of it, and I took umbrage with that because that was very gross. So I tried calling the location to complain, and I literally this was me being my most heated ever. I let the phone ring on speaker for forty minutes. Mm-hmm with nobody picking up before I hung up and then sent a strongly worded letter to McDonald's with a to which Karen. That you I, I, I did. But again, this wasn't like something happened that was negligible. Like I, I ordered and was given food that someone had already eaten. Yeah. And then returned uh, and then they resold. And then I sent them a letter and then they sent me a postcard to say like, Oh, we're sorry here, go to McDonald's to get more free food. So I called McDonald's customer service back. I was like, no, you don't understand. I've been eating McDonald's for like 30 years. Like this is the grossest thing I've ever had happen. Like I will not be cashing in this postcard coupon for a free meal. Like I'm done, Mm -hmm. which pains me to say like, um, my favorite treat was the McDonald's apple pie. 
Mm. There's just something about that apple pie in the warmer that was like the drop down yeah. slot. Like if you had gone to a like mm-hmm. a bank teller drive through where it's like being pneumatically sent to you, that apple pie, who knows how long it had been sitting there for, but it was long enough to be nice and hot and still crispy, but not stale like oh gosh. I, I miss this pie. And I it pains me to put this as my, my favorite treat, but have you gotten the pies at Popeyes? I haven't. Oh, man. They do, like, seasonal specials. Like, the one time I got a blue, like, it was a blueberry lemonade pie. Like, <laughs> you need to go there because their pies are just as good because so, I love I love the Hostess yeah. pies. Like, I'm I love not those. I switched that's, over to JJ's uh, Bakery on those pies. Like, if I'm at a gas station or at a Tops, like, they sell the JJ Bakery. And it's the hostess pie, but like, it's usually like seventy-five cents, maybe a dollar twenty-five, depending on the sales it, that are going on. It might be hostess that makes it, but like just like the gas station of fruit pie yeah. and like that wax paper, like apple, cherry, lemon, yeah. chocolate. Uh, yeah, like that. Is that what you're talking about, Paul? Like, is that? Uh, yeah, I, I'd much rather have that than the pies. But did you guys know that there are still Two states, apparently, that fry their apple pies at McDonald's, Hawaii and Alaska. Here in the, the continental so United I, States, if I won the grand baked. prize on where in the world is Carmen San Diego, yes. I could not go visit these locations. Yes, you cannot go there. It has to be the continuous 48 states. Because <laughs> if you're here in the continuous 48, they're all baked. They are no longer fried. Here in uh, those apple pies. So Chris, I'm t- take take a venture because you're already loving the Popeyes anyway. So good. Uh, but get there, try one of their pies. So, I don't want to like hold Paul up. Um, I'm just not a big Fuck Paul. Des- <laughs> I'm just not a dessert person. Like I not like dessert. Like I'll try stuff, but like I'm the kind of person's like if we order dessert, like I'm getting a dessert to share. Cause I don't need a whole thing myself. Cause I'll take two or three bites. And then I'm like, Paul, you giving me like the dirtiest look. I think he's <laughs> yeah, ever yeah, You're talking about a freaking apple pie from McDonald's. Yeah, but that apple pie it's from like McDonald's. Three bites. That yeah. is three bites. I, but again, like I'm not. Big you're on not sweet thinking, stuff. Like, you're not thinking to order that, but I'm just saying if you're missing that apple pie, Check out Popeyes because theirs are, I think, a touch better than that. And they're doing fun and funky flavors as well. They got your classic. They got your classic, but then they do seasonal flavors as well. But, Paul, your your treat. I already went with. Wait, what what did you have? The Frosty. Oh, I'm sorry. I wrote that in in John's spot. John, did you give yours? No. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I. I would have went with Mighty Taco, their original empanada. Which oh, the original empanada, yeah. Yeah, which See, was just a tortilla with some pie filling wrapped and then fried cinnamon sugar on top. But they stopped that, so. Really? Because yeah. I just got one of those, because that's mine. Uh, we get that for We got that for Grayson the other day, and I was like, whoa, this is great. And I've ordered mm-hmm. it again. Like, tortilla filled with apple pie. Mm-hmm. Cinnamon, sugar. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, uh, fold it over like a quesadilla, baby. Weird. Extra, extra filled uh, apple pie quesadilla. 
Loving it. I don't know if I like that as much. I like it rolled. I like it being like a true style, like, yeah. you know, delivery system. I, I guess it might depend on the places that you go, yeah. but uh, we had we had that the other day, and, he, and my son was like, I don't like that. And I was like, screw you, kid. I'm going to eat all this. This is delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I used to love getting those, and it was like kind of like that churro in yeah. the, pa- the long paper bag, mm-hmm. and you'd get those. Um, and it wasn't something I would always get, but every once in a while, I'd go there with uh, Chris Roy and sometimes Paul. And uh, we would get that, and Chris would get, like, five burritos and then eat half of one of those and be like, oh, I can't eat anymore. You want this? And I'd be like, yeah, okay. And I'd finish his because I got, like, an El Nino. <laughs> like, yeah. He would get, like, three burritos and poppers. Yeah. The poppers were great back in the day. Poppers the, were good uh, back in the day. The Epinatus, where was that? That rolled tortilla. Great. Like when I went to or maybe my taco and I ordered an empanada and I got the like it was obviously probably came to them frozen you know empanada style. I was like, this is not what I want. I want like put together by a begrudgingly spike filled kid like scooping out with the like Mashed potato scoop that the lunch ladies used, pie filling, into our tortilla, wrap it, fry it, dust it with cinnamon and sugar. That's what I want. I don't want something pre-made. I need that spite. I need a little bit of spite. Yeah. Well, Paul, do you get that spite from the fast food workers that are making oh. your breakfast? Oh, constantly. Because you're going there at 10, 1029 being like, I want breakfast. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's there, there at 6 in the morning. No, I'm there at like 540. And they're like, why are you even up this early? Are we even open? They're confused. I'm like, yeah, you guys are opened at 5. Like, you've been open for 40 minutes. And like, you're our first customer. And I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, Tim Hortons. It used to be called a pretzel bagel. Now I think it's called a salt bagel. Half butter. That's my breakfast. Salt bagel, half butter. Boom. Done. Perfect. That's going to fuel me for all 18 holes for a disc golf round. Because honestly, that's the only time I'm really getting uh, breakfast out is when I'm like meeting my friends super early in the morning to play around at disc golf. So... Most of the time, bagel and and butter. Most of the time, when I get breakfast on my way to work, it is because I've done a podcast episode the night before, (laughs) and I've had some booze, and I'm like, "Mm, I need it. I need this. John, you did this booze to yourself. You picked this. Yeah, I'm. I'm fine. I like. I finished the rum punch. I actually took the. Um, the uh, the first two upstairs and gave mm-hmm. uh, gave it to Sue, gave the the Mai Tai to Caitlin. I finished the rum punch and I'm going to finish the grape because I liked both of them um, the most. Uh, but what I, I stop at McDonald's. I get the uh, the breakfast sausage burrito. I get the combo, the two burritos with the hash brown, 
and a cup of coffee. I break the hash brown in half lengthways, open up my burrito, put the hash brown in there, and that's what I eat. Uh, they Burger King had one like that. I think um, they might still have it. And they have a pretty decent sauce, but they would overload the sauce and they'd put their little um, Burger King does breakfast mini. They're like tater tots, hash browns. And they would you'll put, hear more shortly. They would put those in there, but it was always too saucy to eat enjoyably on the way to work in the morning. I wouldn't say hungover, but having had multiple beers in one night in a short span of time um that it just was too messy too saucy but there's something i've since i was a little kid and they introduced the breakfast burritos and then they used to have the chicken fajitas at mcdonald's i love that that breakfast uh, burrito i'm sorry if i'm ordering a fajita anywhere it needs to be sizzling other than you're wasting my freaking time. I can get a hot pan and add water because that's all they do is put water yeah. on it. Don't care. It's a show. Paul likes the theatrics of it. <laughs> uh, but, John, you basically hit on what I was going to pick because growing up, I used to spend Friday night sleeping over at my grandmother's house. Saturday mornings my uncle and I would go to Burger King for breakfast because my uncle still lived home. He was a loser. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he was like 30, still living at home. Um, but we would go to Burger King for breakfast and I would get the French toast sticks with like the side of maple syrup and then those hash brown circles. McDonald's breakfast never hit as hard as this did because there's something about those French toast sticks and that maple syrup and then dipping your hash brown circles in the same maple syrup. It, thinking about it, it's like a, a ratatouille moment where like I'm a, I'm imagining that and like I'm zooming back to my childhood just watching like bad cartoons on Saturday morning, eating hash brown circles dipped in Burger King maple syrup. Love it, and I'm sure I probably had like their like orange juice with it. Don't re- don't remember what beverage was served. From concentrate. But it, it's from concentrate. It's fine. Invest now, guys. But man, I I literally just googled it because I was like, do they still offer that? Because I would eat that now, and I'm sure it tastes exactly the same because they have not changed that oil since the 1990s. Uh, can I my, can I just say I love that all the trading places orange juice jokes just keep going over Paul's head. I don't know how. Like it's so good. Orange concentrated orange juice. That's that was the thing. That's how I drank orange juice. Uh, for my honorable mention for breakfast, though, I'm gonna say uh, Cinnabon. Hmm. I just don't have one near me. There was used to be one. In the mall. In any of the malls? Okay. Yeah. Who's going into the mall for breakfast? Oh, malls are closed. Mall walkers. But there used to be a Cinnabon in the uh, Thruway Plaza, you know, coming off the 90. There used to be one there. It's closed up. But yeah, Cinnabon. If I'm, next time I'm in uh, 
you know, Orlando, and I'm going to Universal City Walk. I'm picking up some freaking it's cinnamon. Right there, as soon as you walk in. So good. Right next to the... Uh, I'm going to say it. Better than Voodoo Donuts. I am more excited to have a Cinnabon okay. than I am a Voodoo yeah, I would. I would take a cinnamon. I love cinnamon rolls. I love cinnamon, mm-hmm. cinnamon buns. Um, we used to have a place in the, the McKinley Mall um, that had this, these just big, amazing, wonderful cinnamon rolls. It was right next to the, the pretzel place. I don't remember what it was called. Yeah. It wasn't a Cinnabon. But Cindy, Cindy Cinnamon Rolls. Cindy Cinnamon Rolls, yeah. Wow. Uh, we would get those. My parents are divorced, so my mother would, every once in a while, for the because we would spend the weekends with her, she'd... She, Little John taking a bite, like, why does this taste like my parents fighting? <laughs> uh, I didn't didn't get a, didn't get those till uh, till after they were divorced. Uh, my son had his first sugar cereal uh, at my mother's house like three weeks ago, and I was like, that fucking bitch, she never let Apparently me have not. sugar. She never let me have sugar cereal oh, growing up. She's got a grandkid now, though. She don't care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is someone else's problem. You deal with the aftermath. I really wanted to call her up and bitch her out about it and pretend I'm really angry about it just to make her feel bad, but I, I, I didn't. Um, but we all know that would be worthwhile to do that to Marlena. <laughs> uh, guys, next section, mascots. Mascots? Mascots. Okay. It's yeah. a mascot. I don't know. You said it. You said it. You said it. Mascots. Go. Uh, I probably would have said Wendy's until they rebranded the King with that big plastic, stupid fucking helmet thing. <laughs> it was like in. 20 years ago. Uh, Wake up with the King. But it was like, those were fun, goofy ads with that stupid, big smiling helmet. And they keep doing it every once in a while. When I catch those ads, it always kind of makes me laugh. Like, do you own all the Xbox 360 games? Sneaking bumper carts or whatever Pop a, it was uh, called. Pocket Bite Racer. No. I, I didn't even know what you're talking about. Uh, there was a time where if you ordered a value meal from Burger King and you paid like 99 cents, you could get an Xbox 360 game. Oh. Because there was Sneaking, which was a Metal Gear Solid type tactical adventure game. Where you had to like sneak up to people as the king and give them burgers. Uh, pocket they, bike they, like you would sneak up, you would hide in the garbage can, and then the people near you would be like, "Oh, I'm kind of craving a burger." And then you pop up and be like, "Hey, here's a Whopper. Here's <laughs> a garbage like, Whopper." <laughs> and they'd be like, "Oh, thank you." Pocket bike racer, which was like a racing game where you're riding around on, like tiny mm-hmm. motorcycles and big bumping. Which was like a, um, uh, oh my gosh, bumper cars. Type. Yeah. Um, when I worked at GameStop, people would come in and try to trade those games in, and we'd just be like, no, can't take it. Like, Why not? It's like, because you got this game for a fucking dollar at Burger King. Like, mm-hmm. nobody's going to buy this. People got heated about that. Like, yeah. customer service, Chris, coming out, I had so many conversations with people that would try to trade something like that and be like, why are you going to take it? Because you don't want this game. Nobody else is going to buy it. It's like you try and trade in your Madden 06. Like, this isn't going to sell anymore. 
I'm sorry. Sir, it's 2017. Your Madden 06 is not worth anything. Uh, I don't care if Tim Tebow is on the cover. Nobody wants this game, sir. Jesus Christ wants it because he appreciates Tim uh, Tebow's faith. Paul, your mascot. <laughs> How do you top the king? Because John picked the actual Burger King. He is the Burger King. Oh, I want to pull out like an obscure like mascot. And all I can come up with to. is Long John Silver. <laughs> Are there yeah, any was, Long John was he, Silvers available? Was he ever really a mascot? He's an old man wearing that white raincoat or the uh, yellow raincoat. <laughs> Just sitting there Are you staring sure into the, the ocean fisherman? spray. Just being a fisherman. Um, oh, what a mascot he was. Like, I, I had nothing for this. Guys. Okay. I'm sorry. I mean, there's like, so many better picks, but I well, never what, ate what it Long John described, Silver's. I just you looked know what? up Long never mind. Silver mascot, and it doesn't look anything like what Paul you know what? just described. My number one? Shaq. Papa for- John's. Oh, okay. see, he's a mascot for Papa John's. Shaq has turned himself into a fast food mascot. He's great. Better Shaq than is a amazing. racist. What? I said better than a racist. That's why Papa John stepped down from Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he owns so many franchises, apparently, that he Just... didn't even realize. He's like, oh, shit, I better step in before all these crash. Uh, but no, Shaq is amazing. He Shaq's will. Great. He. I've only, like, honestly, all I know about Shaq is basically he could never make a three for a throw. Uh, he was great in uh, Kazam. He was great in uh, Steel. Shaq, Shaq Fu. Shaq, I Shaq bought Fu, that game. I paid allowance money for that Sega yeah. Genesis game, and I thought it was a solid fighter. But uh, in Hot I, Ones, I he Shaq actually... Fu. In Hot Ones, he actually came out and be like, "No, I the like I'm the spokesman for uh, General Insurance because they're the only people that would insure me back when I was a kid, and I got my first car." Like he seems authentic with like who he wants to represent. So if Shaq is willing to put his name on Papa John's, then maybe one day, I'm not saying tomorrow. Because I have never had Pop John's pizza. It's fine. Because I live in Buffalo. So I have a story about them too. It? They're also dead to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, Shaq, my mascot, Papa's for Papa John's. Uh, there was a day I ordered Papa John's pizza, and literally two hours later, I still hadn't gotten my pizza. Oh my <laughs> that was on the show. Yes, it was. And like. I tried calling them. They hung up, and I called back, and I was like, "No, I want to cancel this order," because I could. I was tracking it on my phone, and the dude was around the corner, and he had been sitting there for forty-five minutes. And they tried to say like, "Oh, well, he's making other deliveries." Like, no, he's been sitting at the same spot for forty-five minutes. Like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Done. You're dead to me, Papa John. Shaq, we're cool. I bought your video game. It came with a single of Shaq Diesel, your rap song. It was a bop. 
No complaints. Is Bop still a thing? Uh, it, it might not be, but for me, it is. <laughs> uh, but for my mascot, again, they're dead to me. Because this has come from McDonald's. Because McDonald's Land has a slew of characters. But there's something about this guy that's... It just rang with me in my younger years. And it's stayed true to me being an adult. And this is the Hamburglar. Mm-hmm. He's just a dude that wants to steal your burger. Rabble, rabble. Rabble, rabble. Um, it hasn't happened, but some year for Halloween, I want to be the Hamburglar. Is it going to be I, a couple costume? No. What are you going to make Johnny dress up as? Uh, if, okay, so it's a not burger. going to be, but if I had to, it, I would probably make her be birdie because I feel like that would be an impossible costume to make. And I could just dunk on her because it's like, Hey, I'm the hamburger. Um, I don't know. Like a guy in just like a big hat, domino mask, pinstripe pajamas, burger tie. That's just going stealing your burger. I feel like if that happened to me, I would be mad, but then I'd be like, Oh, if it had to happen, I would hope it would be from the person dressed like that i do have to say the anamorphized chicken nuggets scared me away from all the mcdonald's Mm. like mascots because they made all their food items with googly eyes the fry kids yeah i'm like i don't want to eat your son has some of those fry kids i think i think they were in the the box of toys i gave Grayson. he does the 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 thing about growing up with McDonald's is like when those commercials came on, they were like their own cartoon during yeah. the kids cartoons that we were watching. Like those were big time. Oh, and they like Reagan tried to get rid of those. like a bizarre like story. Like those were ones that I thought about, too, because they were so prevalent when when we were kids. 30 years ago, it's so uh, weird to see like the old. Ronald McDonald was like Willard Scott mm-hmm. holding like a box of fries and then he had like a cup on his nose to like go from that to like the current Ronald McDonald because it's been that Ronald McDonald's for like 30 years now. Yeah. Everything about those co- uh, commercials made me want to eat McDonald's less and less. I was <laughs> interested in the story, but you know. I just did not want to eat any of the food. You know, but I hated those Burger King kids. What? I like Kid the Burger Vid? King kids. Wheeler? Kid Vid, he had that big... He, Kid Vid was living in, like, today times with VR before anybody else was. Yeah. I had, a, like, Jaws, a, I had Snap, like an action Lingo? figure Kid Vid. Oh. I was a part of the Burger King kids club, sir. Those are my people. Uh, but guys, I did prepare you for this. Time for the wild card. Something you didn't get a chance to talk about that you can talk about now. Like, for me, Wendy's Chili talked about it a little bit mm. because I dipped my chicken sandwich in it. But Wendy's Chili, yes, it's just the burgers from the day before. But that's because Wendy's beef, always fresh, never frozen. So they have to use it quick. If they don't put it into the burgers, they just chop it up and put it into the chili for the next day. But it's so good. Wendy's no chili complaint. is really good. Uh, and I, I mean, I mentioned it, but Wendy's baked potato, man. 
Mm-hmm. I love a baked potato and the fact that I can get it through the drive-thru. Yeah. Is that your wild card or are you just like piggybacking on the fact that I picked like a oh, Wendy's? my wild card. I, okay. Out of... Out of everything we've talked about, I've probably gotten a Wendy's baked potato more than anything else. I, I think I'm getting my Wendy's and my Andersons look like confused because Andersons local, a custard stand plus you know roast beef. beef. Uh, they also do a baked potato with it's a cheddar and broccoli baked potato, and I really like. Oh, that. I love I love a cheddar broccoli baked potato. Wendy's does broccoli and they do bacon. Okay. Mm. But uh, my go-to like wild card is has to be Taco Bell's uh, Nacho Locos Doritos Taco. <laughs> so good. Like the the Doritos not, uh, Nacho Cheese like shell with their regular Did they taco. stop doing the Cool oh. Ranch one? Because I don't go to Taco Bell a lot, but last time I went, they had the Locos tacos with the nacho cheese shell. But mm-hmm. it, they used to have a Taco Bell like Dorito, like Cool Ranch one, right? Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, you're you're completely right. Like, uh, okay. I don't know. It's been it's been months since I've been there. I'm not a fast food person normally, but. Yeah, I'm a more nacho cheese versus Cool Ranch person, anyways. So. Oh, see, I'm I'm a ranch boy. I know you're cool. Well, you're cool, Chris, and I'm hey, not Joe. Nicest not thing you said anybody. to me. Nobody picks me. Am I your man? No, I'm not your man. <laughs> it's it's just how it is. Uh, but yeah, I really do enjoy the nacho cheese uh, Doritos Locos Taco from Taco Bell. And uh, yeah, we haven't picked any Tex-Mex or Mexican food. I mean, Baja Blast so. comes from Taco Bell. But that's the thing, like, yeah. Taco Bell's good, but if you give me the choice of, like, okay, you can go here to get, like, your entree, it, it seems too good to call any of these entrees, but I would probably rather have a burger or chicken or a chicken sandwich than it. Yeah, because you need taco. three tacos to eat yeah. one burger. Um, I This is probably the best thing to come out of the it, it used to be called tricom but then it became like zap foods when pepsico owned kfc taco bell yum yum brand yum brands that yeah i'm sorry i call zap yum they owned a third kfc taco bell what was the other one pizza hut pizza hut yes thank you uh, this was the best thing to come because they also own Frito Lay. So the Doritos Loco Taco, it's all thanks to Pepsi. Very true. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember what I, that first time that I got my driver's license in my car, what was the first meal that I tr- made by going through the drive through I'm pretty sure it was a Whopper, a, um, Seasoned fries from Arby's and a frosty, and that was the meal. That's a good meal. Like, I'm I'm not gonna yuck anybody's yums here. Um, I look forward to the day I get to have In and Out. But all solid picks. So, thank you, boys. 
Man, yeah. I'm excited for you to go to Disneyland. Oh my gosh, me too, because I can't get this burger. The Double Double Angry Style. Animal it's style. A, animal, animal Style Double Double. Animal. Angry's the Whopper, the Angry Whopper. Yeah. Animal Style, okay. All right, uh, Cutwater, your, uh, your ranking on these. I'm going to go real quick. It's the White Russian, then the Tequila uh, Paloma. And then, <clears throat> and then, my, and then, my tie? and then, the Mai Tai. Mai Tai is so low on the list. It might not. But it had so much more flavor than the. The Paloma, yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't make a Paloma for myself normally because, like, I'm not making a grapefruit syrup. And if I make, try to make it at home, I'm doing it with, like, with a squirt. And that's not going to be as good. I think the uh, Paloma was get the polar. You get the polar grapefruit, baby. Mmm, that's a good one too. That the dry orange. Dry orange, babe. All the way. Alright, so who's next? Chris. Um I think the spicy Bloody Mary, because it's a good version of Bloody Mary. Like if I just didn't want to make one at home because I was being lazy, like that would be my next pick. Then the vodka mule, and then I think the Paloma, because to Paul's point. It's not a drink I'm going to make at home. And then the Mai Tai at the end. Um, John was looking at the bottom of his can. Yeah, it says it was. Uh, so my my tiki rum punch was made on uh, 11, 19, 21. My Bloody Mary was made December 15th, 2022. <laughs> Still I good. was made on January 31st, 2023. Um. So, Tiki Rum Punch would be my number one. Grape Vodka Fusion, or Transfusion, number two. Oof. Mai Tai would be my uh, number three. And then the, the, the Grapefruit, number four. Okay, What's that? What did you say, Paul? What was your number one? The uh, Tiki Rum Punch. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh I, I was going to jump had in a tiki rum punch versus the tiki rum mai tai. After looking at the date on my Bloody Mary, I'm now looking at all my cans. Um, the vodka mule, November 30th, 2022. My tiki rum mai tai, uh, June 20th, 2022. And then the tequila paloma. March 7th, 2023, the freshest. Uh, my, my Paloma is from 22. Uh, and then my um, my uh, Mai Tai is from January 23 and February uh, 23 for my uh, great vodka. I don't think aging these hurts these at all. Like, that's surprising. <laughs> Like they've they've all held up, yeah. And hopefully they, they haven't hurt them. them. Haven't helped. Please hammer, don't hurt them. Making '90s references, um, guys. Let us know your favorite fast food eateries and menu items. Emails over at bagandbroadcast at gmail dot com or directly on any of our social media platforms. Um, 
I really like fast food. And as we were talking about all this stuff, Yami handed me her phone because she was ordering like a local, like fast casual place. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a burger and fries because been talking about her for three hours. So with barbecue sauce and onion rings, right? Uh, pink sauce. Well, uh, it's pink, pink sauce. It's pink sauce. It's its own thing. Uh, potato straws, which are basically like the yeah. like the planters, like mm-hmm. they're not French fries. They're not potato chips. Yeah, they're both. Um, handicaps. Yeah, the handicaps, but yeah. like thinner. Um, but yeah, boys. Hey, good eating. Cheers. Did you want to talk about that last beer? I I could because uh, this is Bears on a Rampage from Hidden Springs Aleworks. Uh, this is a sour ale with strawberries, blueberries, honey, and vanilla. This is really nice. Like, it's a good drinkable sour. Uh, picked up a four pack because I just want to have something to drink. I'm I'm off all weekend for the the holiday. Um, I did not realize how much I was going to enjoy the Cutwater stuff because <clears throat> I, I I picked those up for the show and then I was like, oh, I need to buy beer just to drink. So I got this for me, and then I got Yanni the uh, Fusion Smiggles from Pontoon Brewing. And now I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> these four canned <laughs> cocktails to drink. So, John, uh, great pick, because this isn't something I would have ever picked up just to drink. Because, again, the only time I've ever seen this kind of stuff is at a brewery, because they have it listed on their menu after, like, all of their beers that they have is like, oh, we also sell a couple of these if you want it so in new york state different than a lot of other states um grocery stores and certain beer stores can only sell malt beverages they can't sell liquor like florida's different you can buy wine at your local Publix. michigan when i moved over there like one of the first nights that i was living there and we went to Meyer, which is their kind of like homegrown Walmart target. And they were selling bottles of wine on the shelves. So I was like, this is really weird. Um, so with my beer sales <clears throat> and last summer, the malt beverage hard seltzers, we got destroyed. They were like these huge growing thing. And then all of the canned cocktails and vodka seltzers just destroyed them. Where like they're just tanking now, tanking so much so. If you guys, if you noticed, Truly has their own vodka based hard seltzers. White Claw does the same thing. Like um, when I was looking for these, uh, Dogfish Head. Yep, Dogfish Head, Rogue. Um, there's a couple other ones. Uh, New Holland has some, Chris. Obviously, can't get them Ooh. down here, but uh, they they do can't get them here. Well. Um, but it's something that definitely took a huge bite out of this huge category. So much so that like seltzers are like malt malt based seltzers, and basically they're just uh, alcohol made out of sugar in a malt beverage. Um, are moving so rapidly down that they're going to be just gone soon because 
they're so all going to be the hard alcohol ones. But if you're going to buy like a hard seltzer, would you buy one that's made with sugar water or one that actually has vodka in it? Yeah. So, so even even the that, two big the two big brands are now distilling and making their own vodka to put in to these products so they can sell them in liquor stores. Like so, to circle back on that note, is that why you're seeing more stuff like the Monster? And Mountain Dew. And then even when I was looking at these, um, there's like um, Arizona iced tea yeah. versions. Are more brands like partnering up with people because they're like, oh, we need to have like a recognizable brand name so we can survive that? Yeah. And a lot of those are the malt beverage, like the twist in the twisted tea category, which are called like flavored malt beverages or malt beverages. Those have all been on a rise in our stuff. Like they took a huge hit from like the hard seltzers and now they're back on the rise. All the stuff's like super ebbs and flows. Like when I started this job, going to be eight years ago, ciders were tanking and now ciders are skyrocketing. Like everything just kind of ebbs and flows with this stuff. But you can definitely see for a like a matter of fact those malt beverage hard seltzers are going down because the hard cocktails, the real cocktails and the vodka based ones are taking over. But like when, when, we, when I was looking at these, like crown had a bunch of like these cocktails and stuff. And I was like, uh, crown it. The crown apple probably would be pretty good. Yeah. Like was crown yeah. apple and what? I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's why I but saw that I on the shows like, as well. And I'm like, oh, because everybody picked up four. I'm like, maybe I'll pick up like one of the other ones. Nothing interests me. That in could that be second. that name brand recognition because I can't tell you the last time I had like Crown Apple. But like if I'm walking through the store and I see a Crown Apple malt beverage canned cocktail thing, it's like, oh, this is the thing now. Like, see, I would pay the money for a four pack of the like the Crown Apple, then buy a bottle of Crown Apple because right. I'd open yeah. up that Crown Apple, I'd have like something out of it, and mm-hmm. then it would just go in my liquor cabinet and I wouldn't touch it again. Because anytime I've had Crown Apple, I never bought it. I was at some place, some mm-hmm. party, or with some people that had it, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll have that. Yeah, that's pretty good." Uh, can't tell you the last time I had it, but my first experience with Crown Apple was when my friends kept his pogs in a Crown Apple <laughs> bag. <laughs> Dating myself. Don't care. I'm old. Uh, yeah. So, uh, let us know, like Chris said, like 10 minutes ago, uh, where you would eat. <laughs> Are you still <laughs> recording or do you stop this? Because... <laughs> I've been recording this whole time. Oh. Have you have you said like email us at contact yeah. oh. when you got to go to the bathroom? Oh, OK. Yeah, we did all that. We were oh. just talking to wait, wait. space until he came back to hit stop. 